don't know, but I definitely, I'm a semi, semi disagree with you though, Naya. I don't think that the intellectualism is just an American thing. I think that's just among people that are poor and people that lack the, um, the access to proper education or just did not get that proper education. Because if you go into other countries, they got the same problem over there too. Whether it's in Africa, whether it's in, in um, Asia, whether it's in Europe, you got the same groups of people, same types of group of people rather that are distrustful of their government, that's distrustful of science, that, that wanna make up their own thing, especially if the area is highly religious, you're gonna see that a lot too as well. Hmm. Interesting. This is worse in America, though, because we take it to the extreme. Would you be saying that? Right, but I mean, I, I was reading some statistics earlier that was saying that America's like 59th, ranked 59th out of 112 countries at, as it relates to certain things. And uh -huh. like um, the the belief in, um, in what is it, um, intelligent design the denial of climate control. Um, and this is among white people. So, um, you know, taking science and math out of schools, like all of those things are forms of anti-intellectualism in America. So if we compare black people with white people in America and you measure their beliefs and ideas as it relates to creationism, as it relates to, um, um, climate control, as it relates to those things, you'll see there's a correlation between the group. There's no significance of white people not being anti-intellectual. Climate as control, as it relates. Yeah. That's a fact. Uh, I see the okay, chat filling up a little bit. How you doing, Dr. Rihanna? I see you. I see the chat filling up a little bit. Oh, I forgot we was live, huh? <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, we always start the show off with just, just the small talk a little bit. You oh, I, I look, hey, look, Uncle, my mic was muted. <laughs> I'm talking to you and my mic was muted, but I want to say peace to you, brother Ankh, peace to you, sister CK, and peace to you, sister Naya. Mm -hmm. Peace to everybody in the chat. Peace. Peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah, shout out to uh, Robert Rain. What's good with you? I see you, Bobby Rich, sir. What's up? What's up? Eric Ishmael. What's good, man? Uh, Black Line Supreme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see you, Ronald. What it do? What it do? Man, I can't even. Ogumbala. Did I say that right? Ogundabla. Ogumbala. <laughs> What's up? Gaines. You in here? Harishi Mer. What's up with you? Yeah, what's up with you? I see you, Davis. Jagard Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna get it cracking, man. I had to I had to bring some smart people on, man. You know, sometimes I just like to get up with the with the sisters, especially when we're going through some trying times, man. They're gonna always have some good solutions and good information. Because hell, they want to make the right decision for the babies, right? So, you know, I just want to make sure I did that. You know what I'm saying? One of them real black atheist shows, you feel me? We put our beliefs behind us, man. We look forward to the future. CK, what's up with you? How you doing, sis? What's good? 
Peace, peace. Peace to the panelists. Peace to the chat. And you want to start it off, CK? <laughs> with that I don't know. What about what about starting off with what you get me into? <laughs> you messed it up. You messed it up. Last time. You know how you do it. Oh, anyways. <laughs> well, just so the chat, if y'all haven't known by now, you're gonna know today that a well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Ooh, we man, y'all already know what it is, man. Got the sisterhood in the building. You know what I'm saying? They here representing like they supposed to. And we just gonna get it in, man. We get it in like we be getting it on the phone, man. We be, you know, they they help me a lot. A lot of ideas, man. I can always run it by these intelligent sisters, man. So it's always been about that for me. Making sure that everybody have a damn voice, man. All right. So yeah, what's good, Dr. Oya Mayat? What's good with you, sis? Hey, peace and love to you, brother Ankh. Peace to Sister CK, peace to Sister Naya, peace to everyone under the sound of my voice. Happy to be on the panel as always. And like you said, Brother Onk, tonight we're going to kick it like we kick it on the telephone every day. You know, bounce around ideas and, and, and information and get it in tonight. Yeah, peace that's right. Mm -hmm. Boy, Naya, Naya, voices of fire. What's good, Sister Naya? What it do, what it do? How you feeling? Hey, Brother Onk, I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, just want to say peace to Dr. Ma'at, peace to Sister CK. I thank you for having me on the show tonight. I can't wait to chop it up and just have a good conversation. Yeah, you know it. And of course, CK, a poet. What's up with you, pseudo killer official? What's up? What's up? What's up? It's always good to um, chop it up with people, you know, have an interesting discussion. Everybody has a different point of view. And you never know what kind of ideas and what kind of solutions you can come up with with everyone that may see things from a different perspective. And then, you know, it's also good to have a break from the pseudos too every once in a while. Lordy mercy. So yeah, man, I wear the mask in the house just for y'all, just as a demonstration on what we need to be doing. And we wear the mask not for ourselves, but to, but to protect other people from us. You know, we're going against an invisible enemy and you never know who got it. Some of us may be asymptomatic. And so we wear this in case we call for sneezing when we're talking, right? Those, those droplets don't affect other people. And so it's a selfish thing we don't wear a mask because you're not thinking about other people. It's just that simple and it's not that hard, right? The logic is very simple. There are people in our community that are older than us and their immune system aren't as strong as ours based off of their age. Right? And so as African people, we should never be selfish. We should think about them first, the elders in the community, because the elders are actually being afflicted with death in this particular scenario. 88% of us, we're just gonna get mild symptoms. Uh, uh, fever, some might have a cough, you know what I'm saying? Some might have some congestion, right? Uh, some might be, have to go to the hospital and be in there for two or three days. And some catch it and die. The rates are much higher in older people, right? And so we wear the mask, you know what I'm saying, to protect them as an example of loving our people. The same with vaccines. People have compromised immune symptoms, compromised immune systems, right? And so we get inoculated, you know what I'm saying, vaccines, so that those people are protected. It's an African thing to think about the community. We became very, very selfish living in North America and we only think about ourselves. 
So, you know, it's time to have a real serious discussion with the sisters, right? And, you know, because they're not going to be selfish, right? They're going to think about the babies, right? They're going to, even when the brothers is acting crazy, bugging out, you know what I mean? The sisters are going to bring some balance to this whole conversation, right? So we're going to start off with George Faking for a minute, right? And I think, you know, the sisters been talking to me, uh, Sister Naya, Dr. Oyamayad, and CK. And they've all brought to my attention how the men just kind of discount them a little bit. And even CK was like, yo, well, Unc, you discounted me. Doc, may I said that about me? Unc, you discounted me. And God there go now, he said, you discount me. So, you know what I'm saying? I just would like to say that I've always valued what these sisters had to say to me. Always. I might not be as fast on the gun because I'm thinking. I'm a cagey veteran. I'm trying to figure out how to work it out. But they shouldn't have to live in a world like that. Their voice should be valued just as much as a man's voice should be valued, especially when they're as intelligent as these sisters are, right? So I just want to make an environment where the sisterhood voice get heard. Now, Dr. Oyamayat has a great show on Sunday at 7 o'clock. The damn building don't be filled up. I don't understand why. The conversation is heavy and very, very intelligent, and y'all need to be in that. So as the brothers, we got to promote that. Uh, Sister Naya has a show, Voices of Fire, right? Man, it's some real intellect going on right there. You got to make sure you plug your channel too, uh, Sister Naya. And of course, CK. Um, she's always in the building and doing her damn thing, right? Young lady, very, very intelligent, right? So let me, let me get started with George Faking. He's really an anti-intellectual. And we're going to read and figure out with, with, where the anti-intellectualism is. Uh, Sister Naya put me on that. It was funny when I read it. I was like, damn, that's exactly what we're dealing with here. We don't want to read no books. Books are dangerous to us, right? Um, we don't agree with evolution, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we, 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 we push our nose at science, scoff our nose at science, right? And we deal with people who, who don't deal with science, right? And we think they're intelligent. Oh, they just as smart as the scientists. That's anti-intellectualism. It is. And so I think the sisters are kind of going through that, right? When they're far smarter than some of their counterparts, the brothers, right? You know what I mean? The brothers try to bully them a little bit. And since they ladies, they don't really cuss you out like they should. Mr. I'll cuss their ass out. Yeah, you will. That's because you're slightly younger. So you you're going to do it. <laughs> but George Faking, man, check this out, man. Man, learn who you talking to, man, and put some respect on that name, man. Plain and simple, man. Your conversation is not to the level where you can afford to talk shit about anybody in this community. This community should be uh, uh, cheering when sisters like Dr. Mayotte, Sister Naya, and CK, you know what I'm saying, step up to the goddamn plate and decide to teach your taught ass. Your conversation is weak, it's not well put together, and it absolutely makes no sense. It's contradictory at times, right? And it proves that you are afraid of white people. You've made the white man the boogeyman in your life, George Faken. Don't put that on us. We can go to college and universities and still know who we are. We don't lose ourselves in college and university because we love black people. We know our ancestors come from Africa. We know we the first who stood upright. We understand all these things, but we can still navigate through this world we're living in called North America without being afraid of white people. White people ain't the boogeyman. 
They put their pants on just like you and me. As a matter of fact, we give the world, right, the first inkling of science comes from Africa. So how dare you be anti-science? How dare you be anti-African? To be disrespectful to the sisterhood is damn anti-African. We respect our women, we respect their intellect, and we will move forward with that. Like they say, you're only gonna rise as high as the daggone women. So if you shoot them down, talking about they should be, shouldn't be in the community, well, what community is that? George Bacon, a community from the dumbass men? I'm gonna say it again, a community full of dumbass men running their mouth loud as hell, disagreeing with science, art, math. Really, is that the community we wanna build? Well, guess what? This community has been full of a lot of dumbass men. How do you know? Dr. Phil Valentine, he's not even a doctor. He's a dumbass dude, plain and simple. What about Bobby Hammond? Man, that's my man, but man, he's dumb as rocks. Who else we got? Oh, uh, uh, um. Delvin Blair, man, that boy, that's my boy. Come on, man, with all that nonsense, man. So we see it was the men that actually brought the white people in the community, right? But yet still say they hate white people or say the white man is the devil. Well, how could that be? How could you promote white ideas, dumb white people, but say you're against white people? It's called the new age community. The new age, look up new age. That be you, George Faken. That be you, Brother Polite. You're bringing in new age science to the black community, right? Which is full of white people at the head of that. Simple as that. It's not hard to even fight that conversation. Madam Mavowski, man, y'all done messed around and brought a damn white woman into the black community. Y'all respect Madam Mavowski more than you respect Sister Naya, Dr. Oyamaya, and CK the poet. Yeah, y'all do. Y'all really think that white lady had something going on. No, she really was a pseudoscience and she really put together a religious organization that mixed and blended all religions in. I don't respect that. I don't respect Sarnetta when he cut the intelligent conversation off, right, for George Faken to come in and say absolutely nothing. He brings something to the community because if he did bring something to the community, I wouldn't be saying what I'm saying right now. Y'all cut it out. We're in the middle of a damn pandemic. People losing their life. We're not panicking over here because we're scientifically literate. We understand the harmful effects of coronavirus. We get it. As a matter of fact, right, Dr. Oyama, Yasis, the CK, right, they was all in support of me talking about vaccines every single day before this moment. But what about the brothers? No, the brothers talk shit. Kazar Yak, divine suspect. Where the hell was polite at? Oh, my fault. He was on hidden colors talking shit about vaccines. They all was against science. I've always said that. Why? Because they're what? They're anti-intellectuals. Look it up. We're going to talk about that. So I'm going to let you go ahead and say something about that guy. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I just want to know that George Faking, I'm going to always smack you around intellectually because one, you do not understand evolution. Two, you have no solutions for the community. And three, man, you dumb as rocks. I just want to put that out there before we get started. Black African power, right? And enough of the shenanigans. It's time for the sisterhood to step up. What's good, Dr. Oyamaya? What's good with you, sis? What's good, what's good, what's good? Hey, um, that was a hell of a soliloquy right there. And it was a powerful one. And I, and I appreciate you stepping up and just, you know, making that statement that the sisterhood will be heard, our voices will not be suppressed, our voices will not be smothered. Um, and, we, and we're and we not intimidated by you brothers. 
Um, we're not. Um, you know, and I know CK says, shoot, she said, I'll curse him out. Uh, and I and I and I love that warrior spirit about my sister CK. But just because Sister Naya and I may not be argumentative women, don't think that we're weak. Don't think that we are intimidated by you by any way. Not intimidated. We're not intimidated by you by no means. And um, and so anyway, just to give you guys some backstory on what Ankh is talking about, a few days ago, um, Sonetta brought on a doctor, a pastor, and Curtis Koss to discuss um, the um, the coronavirus and what Black people should do. And so for about an hour and a half, you know, I sat and I listened to the pastor, the doctor, and Curtis Koss encourage Black people to rebel against the government, uh, encourage Black people to not trust the government. Uh, they encourage Black people to still congregate in spite of executive orders not to have large gatherings. And so, I mean, they were just very reckless on, you know, talking very reckless and, and talking very dangerous. I mean, the, the information, I don't even want to call it information, the misinformation that they were that they were disseminating on that platform. I mean, it, it was just endangering our community. And so um, I decided to call in and uh, you know, I am brother, when I, I start off a little diplomatic, I don't come in just swinging with the guns drawn. So I came in and I, you know, I said peace to everyone and I greeted everyone, greeted the chat room. And then I proceeded to say, that, you know, look, guys, I, I hear where you're coming from. You're, you're basically trying to encourage people to question everything. And I said, and that's what thinking people do anyway, right? Thinking people use questioning as an intellectual tool, right? To gather data. And so think as a thinking person, you should question things. You should question anything, any information that comes by you, you should question it, you should investigate it. Um, and, and you should draw some conclusions. That's what thinking people do. And so anyway, I said, I understand that part. But what I don't understand is the other part, you know, the mistrust of the government. Because I said, at the end of the day, we all trust the government to a certain degree. And so I went into, I went on to saying that, you know, you, you go to the supermarket, right? And so the supermarket, the foods in the supermarket are regulated by the FDA, right? And so it's not like when you go to the supermarket, you come home and you're examining your food under a microscope, right? You go to the supermarket, you purchase your food. And you come home, you cook it for your loved ones. You consume it and your loved ones consume it, right? And so if you truly didn't uh, trust the government, then you would be growing your own food in your backyard, right? Or on a farm somewhere, okay? And then I also said, well, you know, you send your child to public school. I think they said about 80-something percent of, of the public school attendees are Black children. I want to say 85% of the children are Black in, in public school systems. So collectively, we're sending our children to the public school system. You know, we're not out building, and I'm not going to say we're not. There are some um, African-centered schools and brothers and sisters who are homeschooling and forming homeschool, homeschool alliances. And I applaud those brothers and sisters, but I'm saying collectively, right, we're not building institutions for our, educational institutions for our babies. So 85% of our babies are in the public school system. And so you guys are saying, we, we don't trust the government, but most of our children are, in, are, are being educated by a state institution, the public school system, right? And so we, there's a level of trust there because if you didn't trust the system, you wouldn't be sending your babies there day in and day out to spend eight days there. And then I asked them, I said, well, do you put your money in the bank? Oh, well, um, yes, yeah, sister, I put my money in the bank. Okay, well, isn't the bank regulated by the federal government? I mean, you, you put your money in the bank, but you're saying that 
you don't trust the government. You do trust the government because you put your money there, right? And so you do, there's a level of trust. And to say you trust something is just saying that you have confidence in it, right? And so there's a level of trust there. And, and so, you, you know, when you put your money in the bank, you do expect it to be available when you go back to get it, right? It's, it's trust there. And then I also mentioned hospitals. I mentioned medications. I said, does anybody take medication? So I mentioned all of these things that are regulated by the government. And so anyway, I didn't say that we should trust. I didn't say that we, we should put all trust in the government. I just simply said that we all trust the government to a certain degree, because if we didn't, we would move differently as a people and we don't. And so there is a level of trust and a level of comfort there. And so anyway, uh, George Macon called in and I mean, he just went off for about 10 minutes. He went on this long diatribe about how I just made terrible points. Um, at the end of the day, oh. we, live in, we live in America. Hello? No, I just heard. agreeing with you. No, who's agreeing with you. You got the timestamp for that, Doc? You yeah, that? I had the timestamp. It said the hour and 25 minute mark when I come, when I actually call in. So at the hour is I actually text you the um the link and also the timestamp. So I sent that to you a few days ago, but um it's at the hour and twenty five minute mark. So anyway, so, yeah, George Macon went on this long diatribe about how you know it was just terrible points that I made. He's surprised at me. Oh my goodness, you know she's a student of history. Um, we live in America. At the end of the day, he was like, where the hell does she think I should put my 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 money underneath the mattress? Um, you know, we live in America at the end of the day. And, um, you know, we, we go to school because we trying to carve out a better life for our children. She should know she knows the history. And so I don't know why she would make those terrible points. It's just terrible. So she, he's just going off, you know, and then the pastor's like, of course, the pastors agree. Oh, she just made terrible points. She just now this is a pastor who subscribes to Christianity telling anyway, so, telling saying he don't trust the government. But OK. So he's like, you know, she made terrible points. And then, um, and then Sinetta chimed in and Sinetta said, you know, I doctored my eye, I've heard her say that before. And so, I mean, she works at an institution. So she's basically saying that she trusts the government, which means she wants all of us to believe in the government. That's what she's saying. So then he totally misrepresented what I said. And so I wasn't on the panel to defend myself because when I started talking, Sinetta cut me off to allow George Macon to come in and speak, you know? And so I was completely like disconnected from the call. It was kind of like, all right, she said what she said, now we're gonna bang on her. And that's basically what it was. Let me hurry up and get her off the phone. And the brothers just kind of started going on diatribes and saying whatever they wanted to say for about 10 minutes. And uh, Sinetta never called back and said, well, let me get you back on. Let me give you a chance to defend yourself. It was nothing. And so anyway, uh, brother Ankh and I addressed this on the Dagger Squad show today, and now we are addressing it again uh, with the sisterhood. So that's the backstory uh, on that whole situation. And so I just, again, family, what I'm basically saying is that we all trust to a certain degree. We do trust the government. And if we didn't, we would move differently. We would be growing our own food. Our children wouldn't go nowhere near a school. We would be figuring out, any, we would do whatever, we would do whatever is necessary to homeschool our babies. Even if you had women who had to work, you know, we would be forming home, more homeschool alliances in our community. Our focus would be to, um, to build, to, uh, we, would be, we would be more involved in institution, uh, in institution building if we really did not trust the government. But the reality is there is a level of confidence there. And, and I think that, 
the brothers were mad with me because I told an un- un- uncomfortable truth. And and so, you know, it is, you know, we play rebel and pro black on YouTube, but what about <laughs> what about in real life? And and I think that what happened was I basically pulled the veil off of them. And and I think that's what um that's what upset them. Uh Sister Naya, Sister CK, do you want to chime in? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I had a question, Dr. Ma. So how did they respond to you? Did they just automatically just discount everything that you were saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was rushed off the phone. So I was like, I got to get to the next caller. Um, um. And so I was like, oh, you got to get to the next caller. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So before I could even say, all right, you know, you brothers have a good one, peace and love. It was click up. I got to get to the next call. I got to get to, ne- you know. And so I was rushed off the phone, George Macon called in and um, and it was just kind of like time to pile on Dr. My eye. Oh, she made terrible points, blah, blah, blah. And so Ankh is gonna play the clip for you. But yes, it was basically, I made trash points. I hate when people say that, oh, she said it before. That's what it was for like 10 minutes. Wow. Well, that's the, and they are, they, they basically uh, they're anti-vaxxers, which is, from the onset has been a, a white movement. And you know, I'm not saying because it's a white movement that that would make it bad. I'm saying it's bad when it goes against the available science. Uh, you know, that, that actually is the only thing that 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 can halt a pathogen. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about uh, pathogens getting eradicated, and these dudes is up there high high in the key can and get documented out of the community. Like, man, who does that? I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I'm not standing for it on my damn watch, but go ahead, Nadia. Yeah, it's interesting, like, um, because it reminded me of like what we were talking about at the beginning of the show with this anti-intellectualism and not really trusting um, sources because when I was listening to Dr. Ma'ad, I, I heard her give us roughly about seven statistics um, she ran down the statistics, she gave us the data, you know, she didn't say anything um, that can't be substantiated and she gave us information. And so then the guys were upset because, you know, she gave us information and it goes, it kind of supports the idea of the anti-intellectual movement, which a lot of people in the community and as well as in the US, they kind of shun people who want to make or solve problems using statistics and knowledge and data and science. And so um, I'm not surprised um, um, at all because I often see that type of behavior, um, you know, when, when we're agreeing, you know, it's like, oh, let's talk about it. But then on the other end of it, 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 we're, we're cut off and we're not heard. So you know, I'm sorry the sister had to go through that, but um, I know that we need her voice. I know we need that data. We need to be able to substantiate our claims and we need to be able to substantiate what we believe in our community as a group and base that with evidence, right? Because we can't build like anything without evidence and without data that shows like, okay, if we built, if we put this brick right here and we put this nail there, that when we, when we hit the nail with the, with the um, 
brick or whatever that it's going to work for us. We don't know that in our community because all of the information, a lot of the times, is kind of based on how people feel. Um, it's based on a hunch, a opinion, a judgment, and and there's really no factual information <laughs> except for you know you know Amra Squad, pseudo killers, Dagger Squad. Dr. Mod, you know, people, CK, like people who are really trying to push data. Um, so I'm not surprised <laughs> at that. So that's why I'm here today to kind of talk about like the psychology behind it all. And we're gonna get into that. We're and why people gravitate that. towards that type of thinking. Mm -hmm. we're, gonna, we're gonna definitely get into that. You wanna add something to that, CK? And I put a source in there for you to look at too, uh, CK. I want you to, um, where you at, CK? I'm right here, multitasking to the yeah. max. Yeah, I got to put, see, that's how I go. You playing the game. I know you're on there. What, what you play? Call of Duty? I am not. <laughs> I am not playing any games, sir. I'm legitimately pulling up multiple stuff. All right, I so you it. put it in the back chat or you put it in the uh, Facebook? The chat, then we're going to pass it on to the people. Um, Are we going over this right now? Yeah. Yeah, you want to add something real quick and then I want to read what anti-intellectualism is. And then tell me if that ain't if that ain't the daggone conscious community. So it, it's like we're going through these, no. we're going through these stages, man. And it's and it's it's interesting. So we have case studies of how communities and countries but we're we're like in a danger zone right now. Um, it's like that we're at the like almost at the final stage because we're in a pandemic. <laughs> And so in the pandemic, you need smart people and scientists and people who can solve problems. Conspiracy theorists will literally get you killed right now. Yep, yep, <laughs> literally. yep. So, I mean, it's like we're, this is like end stage, critical, acute, like <laughs> life or death type of situations now. So, I mean, if you look at the statistics of black people dying from this pandemic, it's crazy. Like in California, we're like 3%, less than three to 4% of the population and the death is about 16%. So it's like, it, it's trying to kill us. It's not, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not the time to be a pseudo right now, it's dangerous. <laughs> and, and this, the whole conscious community thing, is based off of uh, Europeans' misuse of the word uh, nature and natural. You know what I'm saying? Look up the new, new age. Look, type in new age or new age science, right? This is where it comes from. It's the, that's the pseudo supreme community, right? Headed by Madame Mavowski and the boys. Yeah, when they saw the veganism, they brought in veganism with them. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of y'all don't like to hear that. That's what they brought in. Because remember, Madam Mavowski was in India. Okay? And you know, in India, you have a sect of them that are actually vegans. You know what I mean? That the cow is sacred to them. So yeah, she brought that nonsense over here. When you hear people talking about astral projecting, like the young pseudo, yeah, that's yeah, that's him. He got that from them. Uh, the Theocratical Society. Look it up. Theocratical Society, where she got the unk and a couple other signs all mashed together. I mean, so man, it's it's going down. And I, I think, and I'm gonna let y'all ladies wait on this real quick. I'm just trying to figure out the first thing to come out of what you wanna call 
pro-black or however you want to define it or black power, right? First thing come out their mouth is we don't trust the government, we don't trust white people. But the only thing they're actually kicking is the dumb white people. And I mean this, all y'all can do is take your time and look up and see what I'm saying. They actually use the misfits in the scientific community or, 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 or the ex-doctor that got put out or a doctor that couldn't make it. So he tried to come up with his own thing. You know what I'm saying? They use those people as if they got something. See, we actually debate the pseudos, right? But in other communities, you, you, you the scientists don't debate the pseudos. You know what I'm saying? Like we do. You'll hear something that'll make this crazy statement. I just want, I want to hear the other side. In other communities, that they understand that with science, there is not another side. It's science and you handle your business within science. You know what I'm saying? So if you have a if you have a gripe with the data, right? You apply the scientific method and prove them wrong. That's how you do it. You can't prove them wrong outside of science. You 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 cannot defeat science with a whole bunch of guesses and hoping. So, so CK, you, you see that real quick? You got that? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, man, bump sign letter. I don't know why y'all keep wasting y'all time going over there, man. But what you experienced, Dr. Maya, which is a common thing us women have to deal with, is, you know, the men ganging up on the female, you know, bros over hoes kind of scenarios. <laughs> no, I mean, she's right. And, That's real. That's I real. Mean, like I'm black and I'm a female and I'm a gamer. So I deal with the racism and sexism all the darn time and not necessarily from white people either. You know, so did you say you know hoes? Did you say that? I mean, but it's, it's that's the mentality. That's the mentality, huh? I yeah, mean that's the mentality, huh? It's the brotherhood. It's the brotherhood. Yeah. I know you're joking and you laughing, but like we deal with this on a regular basis where no. Like, like how Naya was saying earlier, we're marginalized, we're not taken serious. And me especially, I joke around so much, like no one takes me fucking serious. That's fine. Please don't. Because I'm going to catch you slipping. And if you're talking crazy, I'm going to go for the jugular on you. And you're really not going to like me. But I'm friendly. I'm oh, shit. Sagittarius friendly. But um, I think that... uh. This is going to be definitely a good build tonight. I think we're going to touch on a lot of things. Everybody in the darn chat should definitely be liking this show, should definitely be sharing this with their friends, you know, and saving this video because y'all may end up wanting to look at it again in the future, or you may have to, you may have to beat up some pseudos with this video in the future, so you might want to save this. But um, there is one YouTube video that I recall New Black Knowledge doing. It would have been a little over a year ago. I'm dropping that video right now in the YouTube chat. It's called How to Spot a Phony Intellectual. Mm. This historian did a really, really good job on um, breaking it down and explaining it in a way to where everybody can understand how people that really aren't credentialed or qualified end up being considered as such. You know, and if you have not subscribed to the um, Real Black Atheists on Fire, you should be subscribed. And if you're not subscribed to New Black Knowledge, you should be subscribed. And with that being said, we finna get into some stuff. So you say you want me to um, start off with the one article? 
Damn it. Okay, so yeah, we want to kind of deal with give people a, a basic understanding of what uh, anti-intellectualism is. And I think that'll, um, <clears throat> they can also go to the encyclopedia Wikipedia if they want something basic and then get the sources off of that. But you know, when Naya put me up on that game, I was like, damn, that's what we ask. We have a, a anti-intellectual community. This shit is funny as hell, yo. Which is anti-African. Like, what do you think the, the ultimate nerds came out of Africa, man? I mean, they that's the birthplace of humanity, the birthplace of, of, of science and technology, man. It's, it's the recipe that the rest of the world will end up using. You know, as Africans migrated out of Africa and, and, and transformed different environments, you think they just forgot everything? No. No, they, they no, they furthered African culture. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the, the anti-intellectualism is a hell of a piece that uh Sister Naya has put on the table here. And another thing about the anti-intellectualism is like the root uh, underneath it is this like real trauma, like real trauma, like um, as a result of, you know, the legacy of race and racism, which is engraved in like the fabric of American society. So um, our trauma generally comes out in how we respond to each other um, and our attitudes, beliefs, anger, projection, whatever you have it. But um, it's important to understand the anti-intellectual movement, I think, um, A, because the time at this particular time with the pandemic and with you know COVID, I think that it's important that we, we have a solid foundation on what we're dealing with because without that, you can't protect yourself um, from the threat of disease. You know, our, our species, <laughs> disease has the, the, the ability to wipe us out. And so we wanna be smart and you can see how black people are being affected by it. So it, I think it's a disservice to put so much emphasis on people who haven't really demonstrated that they understand what they're saying. Like when Dr. Ma'a speaks, you can just see clearly here, okay, she has the points, you know, she knows what she's talking about. When CK speaks, you can hear, okay, they have the knowledge. But I think because we're women a lot of times and we're not taking the approach of men, you know, being combative and argumentative that, um, that somehow our voice isn't as, relevant to the conversation but it's important to the conversation because you know black people we know that we're matriarchal people like most of us grew up with you know a matriarch a grandmother who headed the home and you had your dad your uncle you had those powerful women um in your communities and we worked as a family we worked as a unit both black men and black women so we have to do that now too and so when you have a group of men who aren't willing to listen to the women, the Africana women, the women who wanna bring peace and who wanna collaborate, because I can see Dr. Ma'an always collaborating, educating on the channel, giving information, working, doing mail tracks, educating our children. Those are the type of voices um, that we wanna honor and that we wanna, that we wanna listen to. We have to make a decision if we're gonna either listen to the intellectuals and the people who actually spend the time reading and researching and doing the work, or are we gonna to listen to this, this group of people who are just 
conspiracy theorists and who just make up things because they think that it makes sense in common sense, but we're gonna get more deep into that and see it really doesn't make any sense in common sense because it's a it's kind of like a byproduct of thinking. So when you look at conspiracy theories, you see people, it's a byproduct of just thinking, being analytical. So um, we're gonna get into that later. So I don't wanna take up all the time. All right, go ahead. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I agree with you, man. And don't forget too that's as funny. well, like when a lot that. of those um, things were really popular back in the day, people were scamming people really bad back then. <laughs> oh, you know, don't, don't listen to the doctor. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Buy the snake oil. And I mean, it cures everything. Yeah, they're trying to take us back to the time of the snake oil salesman, back in the 1800s, 1700s. Uh, you know, where, where if you go back to the 1700s, it was hard to tell the difference between uh, a doctor and a, and a daggone quack. Right, and because that's because, yeah, because that's because conspiracy theory is like the research underneath that. There's a lot of personality and pathology behind that. Um, no, hold on for that. Just hold that. Hold that. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah, like we're gonna get into it, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hold that. All right, come on, CK, read that for for, for now. It explodes. Come on. All righty. So you want me to start from the top? Uh, you can start right at what is uh, what is uh, anti-intellectualism. I just like to I I like to thank uh, Sister Naya uh, for this information. Go ahead, though. All righty. I might just do that uh, source in the chat for everybody to snatch that up and to read along if you would like. We're on uh, study.com where we're going to be learning about what is anti-intellectualism and as we scroll down, it starts to say, have you ever heard someone say something about the environment or evolution that seems a little out of touch with known facts? Yeah, hold on. This hold is on. called. Hold on, CK. Right there, right there, right there, right there. The whole damn community is like that. Go ahead though, CK. Oh yeah. <clears throat> this is called anti-intellectualism. Anti-intellectualism is an attitude that devalues the intellectual pursuits. People displaying this attitude distrust science, art, history, and other things they read in books. You may have friends that don't believe in don't believe dinosaurs existed, or you may not believe that global warming is occurring. Anti-intellectuals live across the globe and they're ideas can apply broadly. Let's take a look at anti-intellectuals closer to home, the United States. Okay, so why says they say when uh, white people have a cold, black people have a flu. So, so things are magnified in our communities based off of the transcontinental kidnapping trade. Y'all gotta always keep that right here, y'all. You know what I'm saying? is that, you know what I'm saying? I think we lost a lot, okay? We, we lost a lot, but go ahead. <clears throat> anti-intellectualism in the United States. People who can be described as anti-intellectuals are mostly like the rest of the population. They live in the same communities, work similar jobs, have families and attend social functions. You may think anti-intellectualism is something new, but it has actually been a part of this country for a while. Let's look at an example from the 1950s. In 1954, Marlboro cigarettes 
was trying to think of a way to sell more of its filtered cigarettes. Since they had received feedback that the product was viewed as less masculine than filterless competitors, they came up with the concept of the Marlboro Man to combat this perception. The cigarette smoking cowboy turned out to be a hugely successful advertising campaign lasting more than 40 years. Do you think the campaign would have been successful if they used a thin, pale professor from an Ivy League school? Probably not. Why was the Marlboro Man a marketing success? Dr. Isaac Asimov, a biochemistry professor at Boston University who published 468 books on an incredible number of topics in his spare time, put it this way. There is a cult of ignorance in the United States. Stop, stop. So that's what we're gonna call it. Man, y'all in a cult of ignorance. And it's amazing on some of these platforms. It's literally the cult of ignorance. Like, you know, we sitting around and we and we saying, man, are we just crazy? And I'll be saying, man, is it just me? But go ahead, OCK. The cult of ignorance, that's a good one. So let's that. make sure y'all heard that correctly. There is a cult of ignorance in the United States, and there always has been. The strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way, or winding, hold on, winding its way through our political and cultural life, nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. Yeah, man, God. You know, so like when Polite gets up there and talks about 5G and try to act like uh, Dr. Mayotte, you know, didn't understand how maybe the technology was weaponized. Like that's it right there. That's that moment right there. Like, like all of a sudden, my non-expertise is better than what you got. Because, you know, I'm about to get the uh, quote unquote uh, uh, um, award, you know what I'm saying, for uh, what they call it, the uh, um, God dang on award, oh God. The, the Pillager Surprise, that's for the writers, right? What's that, Pillager? Am I saying it right? Yeah, like he about to get an award like that. Come on, or the Nobel Prize, you know what I'm saying, of science. We for overturning modern science without science. You know, they would literally give you that award if you could do that. Polite. Yeah, it, it, it's the darndest thing. But go ahead, keep going. All right, as we continue with this article, we're on facts illustrating American anti-intellectualism. Mm -hmm. Anti-intellectualism can be seen in countless ways in the United States and across the world. Some examples include, one, more than two out of five Americans do not believe in evolution. Okay, freeze. Now, is that not a higher number in our community? Oh, my bad. Did I say one out of two? I meant to say two out of five. My mistake, two out of five Americans do not believe in a little. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. So let's, if they had another staff for black Americans, that number would be, it, it would be four out of five. Just think about this. Look around you. You can't judge this particular community. You can't judge this particular chat, right? Or on this platform. It's not a good litmus test. You gotta go over there to places like uh, uh, the, uh, the Young Pseudo channel, Go, go, go to Sarnetta's channel and look in the chat room. Sometimes it's going to be five out of five of them don't agree with evolution. Go ahead, though. Point number two. 
less than one fourth of the public education students can name the first president of the United States. Really? Yeah, in this community, well, John in elementary school. No, no, no. It's John Hanson in this community. <laughs> oh, Lordy mercy. A lot of you not, yo. Black people say John Hanson is the first president. Who is that? See, that name sounds familiar, though. Right, because he was the, he was there wasn't a president then. It, it was the leader of the Continental Congress, and his name was John Hanson. Oh, the black guy, old-looking dude. Yeah, but that wasn't that was a senator. He was actually a senator, and I forget the where is that. Uh, I know you're in the chat room, Tree. What's that? Yeah, I'm just now remembering. Tree Thorne did a uh, video talking about it. Mm -hmm. All right, go ahead. Not that quick. Um, where are we? Point number three, almost one in five Americans believe that the sun revolves around the earth. Well, they should add it in the flat earth. Dang, and they bring it back 14th century. Bringing like, it back. So this further back, actually. <laughs> this community is actually putting this back. I mean, they're putting this, just, just putting this back in a time span, yo, back in the Stone Age, Iron Age. I mean, man, it's not productive, y'all. <laughs> Go ahead, finish. All right, for the last point is the majority of Republicans in both houses of Congress do not believe climate change is real. Oh, man, so there you go, man. It's just, you I'm know. Find out the hard way. Yeah, so, okay. Where you at, Doc? I don't know if you want me to finish that because no, okay. I'm not a member, so I can't read the rest. If that's enough. No, no, I mean, I think that um, what she just read was extremely powerful. And I think it put a lot of things into perspective. Um, I did have a question for Sister Naya. Um, Sister Naya, you know, so what I experienced, do you think that it, you know, well, we know that it was anti-intellectualism, but do you also think it was a mixture of uh, I don't know, patriarchy and, and misogyny, or do you think that all falls under anti-intellectualism? Are those separate things? Like, what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, um, specifically in this community, I think it falls under that experience that you had more than anything um, is that patriarchal system, um, the male dominant system where sometimes, you know, when you have a woman who is smart and who can articulate herself and make coherent and logical um, points that I think that automatically, you know, men may feel a little um, threatened by that. Um, and then, you know, this is the same community that you know, before you did that excellent presentation on Sarnetta, thought that, you know, the Black woman was God, um, literally. Um, so, yeah, I think it's that that patriarchal system because I, I often notice that you go through that. And I know sometimes when I talk to you, I know that you're struggling with that a lot. Um, so I, could, I can't deny that part of it, Dr. Maad. Because, I mean, when he got on the phone, he was able to speak 10 minutes and, you know, everyone was able to come at you, but you kind of was rushed off the phone because I know if you got an opportunity to continue, it would have been a slaughterhouse. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I think that it's, it's primarily the, the patriarchal system and how it operates within our community when you have women intellectuals 
Um, and I think they go hand in hand because you're what one with your intellect, your PhD, you know, it's like you're black, like CK said, she a gamer. We have all of these things, you know, against us. So I think it, it both of them kind of play, they, they kind of, it's a dynamic more than anything. Gotcha. Thank you so much for answering that. It's a little bit of everything, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Try to pretend like they don't hold on to some of those uh, sexist views that they get taught by other men but they do. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I mean, the only way that that's going to change is if other men demonize that type of rhetoric, that type of um, the comments that, that men end up making that are sexist, that are misogynist, that are um, overtly uh, patriarchal. You know, because women can sit up here and try to teach their boys to be the best you know, towards women all they want, but if they're surrounded by a gang of men that reinforce that type of behavior, they're going to end up picking it up anyway. Yep. I couldn't agree with you more. Right, because you got to think of it as, you know, the the dynamic, like that energy, that male, female, like that's a complete part. Like, and when you have sisters and, you know, people who take time to learn and to, to research and then to communicate what they've learned, you know, and that's a black woman and you're dealing in a community where we're dealing with so many issues, you know, you wanna hear that side of the story. You want that balance that takes place, you know, and when you don't have that balance, you have a lot of chaos. And that's why the, you know, conscious community, sometimes it can seem chaotic because it's not balanced enough. You know, with Brother Unk, you know, he takes the time and, you know, he cultivates the relationships with the, with the um, women scholars and the people who are trying to learn and he's supportive and he's always trying to give you information. So you have to have a balance in order to get the true story. When you have one side of the story, right? Like which is just the male side, then you know you're working within a system that cannot succeed. You know, it, it can't, that's why we're not really going anywhere. <laughs> You know, it's like, because it's too, the, the, there is not enough balance. It's not a balanced approach because um, women bring that. We bring a level of balance to the conversation and understanding. We're the first teachers. Come on now. <laughs> you know, we bring that balance. And you can't shut us up. We don't keep talking. <laughs> hey, just, just for the record, I want everybody to know that on this panel is a bunch of tigers. Do not let the smile fool you. I am telling you this, they're tigers. <laughs> y'all can play if y'all want to play with this thing right here, man. So yeah, um, I think uh, we want to deal with now, uh, moving forward, uh, the conspiracies that are running rampant in the community. And what I what I learned, uh, conspiracies come out of fear. And who has more fear than Black people, right? Uh, who has more trust issues than Black people? So like I said, if white people got a cold, we got the damn flu. So if white people don't trust the government, which they don't, uh, some not, I'm not saying all of them, but they don't, then what do you think, how do you think we feel? So I'd like to ask you ladies, like based off of that, right? Um, based off what we went through, you can never forget that, right? Uh, I mean, that's how you measure where you at. You look at the slave trade, right? You look at what you came through and then you take a look at yourself now. Right, and I remember you had that conversation, Dr. Dr. Mayad, about a progression. But but I think me and you realized 
over everybody that that was just the starting point. You know what I'm saying? Where we at now? Like, because you, because remember the slave trade, kidnapping trade actually put you in a minus. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Set you back to the beginning. It's putting you in a minus because you everything is erased. It's literally erasing, you know, your culture, which is so damn important to human beings, period. Homo sapiens sapien, whole nine yards, right? To take all that away and then download it with a bunch of uh, 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 superiority, you know what I'm saying? It's like they downloaded a superiority complex in black people. So like black people be a Christian before they be a traditional, uh, uh, practice traditional spirituality. Go th- think about that. That's deep. You mean tell me you would be a Christian first? Remember, it, it, Christianity was the arm of the slave trade. Just like, quote unquote, uh, bad science was the arm of the slave trade. It just was. At times we speak to that, right? So go ahead, Doc. No, I mean, I, I agree 100% with you. And, and like you said, we, we, we built on it earlier. And you're right, that, that did put us at a, at a deficit. I mean, we, when we when we were kidnapped first and then, you know, sold later, when we got here, I mean, we were stripped of our names, our, we were stripped of our, our uh, spiritual systems, our, uh, like you said, our culture, our beliefs, our language. And so, um, you know, I agree with you in a sense that, you know, we just, we lost everything. And so you said, well, you know, you gave the example, brother, aunt, that we would rather be Christians than be, you know, African or and that's that's really what you're speaking of is is a, is a a cultural uh, I'm sorry a cultural based psychological disorder and and sister Naya know where I'm going at with this one it's called cultural misorientation and uh, so we read a book in in the RAM book club called uh, the African Personality in America by Dr. Kobe Campbell and in that book he introduced to us. Um, he calls it a, a psychological disorder, a cultural-based psychological disorder entitled cultural misorientation. So he's, he argues in that book that we are really operating, you know, with a foreign consciousness, you know, and that consciousness, that foreign consciousness, which he's calling, you know, cultural misorientation, he's saying that we're really operating with a, a European worldview, right? So a foreign worldview, uh, a European cosmology, uh, which is a, fa- I'm sorry, a, f- a foreign uh, cosmology. And he was saying that this is really the precursor to a lot of the mental illness or a lot of the mental disorders that we have in the black community. Um, he, and he argues that in his book, and I think he does a wonderful job with that. And so basically, uh, that's what you're saying. You know, when you say, well, we would rather be this than this. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, look at us. I mean, we, we're really operating with, you know, cultural misorientation. And so cultural misorientation gives rise to what he calls the anti-self disorder, the anti, I think it's called the anti-self disorder, order, the alien self disorder. And Sister Naya, it was one more. Um, it was anti-self disorder, alien self disorder. And Sister Naya, do you remember the last one? I any don't. Chance? I gotta go run and get the book. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was three of them. And he and he um and he basically got those disorders from Dr. Naeem Akbar and another um, black psychologist, but it was three of them. And so he was saying that that's the precursor, that cultural misorientation is the precursor to those disorders. And uh, I do remember it was anti-self disorder, alien self disorder, and I forgot the, the third one. Um, and so she's grabbing the book right now. And so, yeah, you're right. You know, we would rather be, you know, 
a, uh, like you said, a Christian, a Hebrew Israelite, other than be African, you know, and, and that is your alien self disorder. You know, we do indulge in destructive behaviors, you know, um, and that is anti self disorder. So these are mental disorders that we're talking about, brother uncle. We got to call it what it is, you know. Mm. And so anyway, I'm waiting for Sister Naya to grab the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Sister Moore, I sent you the link, and Julanda, I sent you the link too. But Dr. Maud, I wanted to also add on what you're saying as well, is because um, the the missing link or or what 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 we lost, and Dr. Mott said it brilliantly, was the culture, because you have to think about it. Inside the culture is kind of where you learn, and you know there's age appropriate learning, three to five. We go through developmental stages, and through the developmental stages, we learn certain skills, like the ability to apply logic and reason and stuff like that. Um, it's a it's a higher kind of order skill set, but you can learn it at a very young age. You can kind of set those building blocks for learning. And the what happens with um, when, when your culture is taken away, you don't get that learning. You depend on the school. And you know, sometimes a lot of our children, a majority of them go to school hungry. So learning is difficult a lot of times. Um, you miss something. And when you miss the ability to be logical and analytical, what happens is your brain, homo sapiens sapien brain automatically resets to its primitive brain. And so in its primitive brain, that's when it begins to use conspiracies as a way to understanding the world around them because it doesn't have the skill yet to be able to use analytical skills. So the ability to use reason and logic and science and read papers and come up with conclusion. So people who engage in conspiracy, they have not done the work to be able to make logical conclusions about data that they've just read. So that's why you can see people saying 5G causes or triggers viruses because you can see there's a disconnect between biology and engineering and electricity. You you mix in two different things. There's no way it can happen. But a logical person, an analytical person, a person who can reason, they can see that. But when you don't have, when you're using your primitive skills, you're just focusing on, oh, it, it feel crazy. It's funny. I just don't trust them. When you're doing all that, you're preventing yourself from understanding data and facts and how to use that data and fact to make sound judgments and conclusions about information and 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 this is the issue that we're having in our community and you can see it is being reflected in our inability to come together as one and to begin to change a lot of the circumstances in our community. Um, you can see with the COVID-19, how it is um, completely in terms of exposing us on so many different levels, like the health level um, is exposing poor access to healthcare. It's exposing us in a way that only science and sound methodology can understand and to, and to change. You can't fight this type of situation, not really understanding how to use logic and put together things 
You can't, you can't think of crazy scenarios in which doesn't make sense logically because you could never use that information. Because guess what? Even if it's true, what you're gonna do about it? <laughs> Are you gonna be able to repeat that experiment? Absolutely not. At never yeah. you won't be able to. So go with the facts, know what you know, use the facts to conclude. So I just want to build on that. Okay, so Dr. Martin. Psychology behind that. Um. Yeah, I, and I try to do a little psychology behind that. Did, did it make sense, guys? <laughs> it made it made complete sense to me. Uh, but um, she, you, you let her um go go uh, now, your sister Naya. Did you find the um the other disorder? Okay. Okay. I'm on page seventy nine. It's like a, it's a chart. I know and, that's what I was looking for. The chart. Yep. So do y'all find that in, in, in psychology school when you get your degree in that? It was just something outside. What is it? I know that's that's some black stuff. So what 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 um with me and Dr. Ma'at? Dr. Ma'at, yeah. I can't find it. You don't have a book. I'm all the way in my basement. <laughs> but I, I'm in the basement, sister Naya. Hold on. I, I think I I think I have yeah, an extra copy on the bookshelf. So um, which part? Is it the book or what I explained? What, what's the question? What My we were talking about, the cultural misorientation that Dr. Ma brought up. Yeah, is that something you learned when you got your degree in psychology, or was that well? Something that so yeah, so within psychology, um, you have the foundational psychologists, you know, who are primarily European, and then you have the cultural psychologists, and Dr. Mm. Kobe um, Caban is a cultural black psychologist. And so what he did was he just applied method, met, met, methodology to um, his, his, his paper, his, his theory. And so from that, you know, he's learned that, you know, the, the thing that black people suffer from the most is the cultural orientation, which is basically the trauma, uh, the kidnap. You know, you always talk about the kidnap. Yeah, it's what happens when you get kidnapped. And he calls it cultural misorientation. Joy DeGroy calls it PTSS. Um, other, you know, somebody else calls it something else. So it's just that underlying trauma that happens, you know, when you're taking, when homo sapien sapien is taken from its culture and not being able to kind of learn who he is within a cultural paradigm. Yeah, that's really interesting right there, man. Look, so we got... 700,000 people in the building, man. How many? Dang, we're doing the damn thing. 700,000. Hey, make sure y'all also subscribe to the Pseudo Killers channel. We need to get those subscribers up so when we go live over there, man, we can get that up, man. Y'all support that cash app. Also support uh, Dr. Oyama Yachts. Uh, what's, that, what's that link, Doc? Oh, she went upstairs. Uh, mail tracks. Yeah, mail tracks. Yeah, this is a link. I wanted to put the link mm -hmm. in there. Okay, went upstairs to get that. You got to go to Ed Edamine Production Shop, and then you go to the link, and then it'll take you to an Amazon link, and then you click on that, and you buy the. Um, you can do a digital download too. Ed, yeah, on her book as well, on her um tapes. Yeah, me and my oh, daughter is working on Sister Naya, I can't find it either. I just walked mm -hmm. off and I just, I flipped through it and I think that I'm probably tired and just- Okay, so we're gonna, we gonna table that for now. Then we're gonna come back to it. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> All right, Queen. Okay. So, in this chat, um, Naya, you wanna ask that CK? 
must be multitasking. Yeah, multi- I to the max as always. What's up? Playing a game? Which, which, I am not know? playing any type of games. I'm pulling stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you please advertise the server you got? Sir? Uh, Cut off. You, uh, the server that you're working on with MBK, can you uh, advertise oh. right now? You talk yeah, I guess I could. Um, <laughs> For those of y'all that may not be aware, um, uh, about December 2019, I started a Discord server for New Black Knowledge. The server was created for them to be able to interact with their uh, followers and subscribers and for them to be able to teach and provide sources, books, um, a place for them to teach and an area for people to indulge in passions and maybe even learn something that they never would have thought to learn before. Um, it's everything that you could possibly think of was on there. I got science stuff on there. I got free books on there. I got just about anything, any type of software application that you want to use to do something. I got it on there most likely for free. Um, if you would like to join uh, the New Black Knowledge, you know, Discord server, just you know, either let me know or True Story know. Or Sineb or Rob Bourne. Uh, we did have to uh, recently purge all people that were inactive on there. So if you're not active on the server, at some point in time, you will come off there. Damn so pics. Anytime you kick me off, you ain't got no damn pics for real. <laughs> Shit. I ain't know whether to be mad or not. Okay, yeah, Dr. Miyat, uh, go ahead. Um, you're paying the bills right now. What you got? <laughs> what I got? I got Meltrek, Meltrek, Meltrek. So, yeah, family. So, please go and support the Meltrek project. And I got to say this, Aunt. Ever since we've been in this pandemic, we've been selling a lot of Meltrek. I mean, people have been buying the storybooks and coloring books um, left and right. They've been, you know, going to Amazon, downloading the film. They've been buying. We also offered in DVD format because some people still buy DVDs. And so the DVDs have been selling, uh, and so have our books. We're gonna we're working on a unit plan um, for Meltrek. Well, five unit plans for uh, Meltrek episode one. We finished three. Tomorrow I'll finish another one. And so maybe in the next week or so we'll be able to offer um, parents uh, unit plans, which consist of lessons, um, pre and post assessments, and also what we call a Meltrek learning packet. And so I'm telling you guys, please support the Meltrek project. Um, we're working, we're currently working on Meltrek episode three, exploring the Ma'afa, the arrival part, I'm sorry, exploring the Ma'afa part one, the arrival of the Portuguese. And so um, Anka sent you that video. I don't know if you ever downloaded it, but I, um, I sent you the link, the Google Drive link. Um, to the trailer. Did you ever download it? Download it or? No, but I tried to copy it. I couldn't. You tried to copy it? Yeah, I probably gotta get get this 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 slow ass computer fixed. Okay. Oh yeah. I, yeah. So anyway, there's a trailer for Meltrek episode three uh, on YouTube. So all you gotta do is just type in you know Meltrek episode three, and that trailer should should pop up. And so the trailer's doing pretty good. You know, we got over a thousand views, so it's, it's all right, and people are asking about it. And so anyway, that uh, episode should be available by uh, August of this year. 
that's what we're hoping. So we're like in the process right now and of sitting like still developing it, but it should be available um, in August. Why don't you put some money on the trail? Huh? Why don't you put about $50 on the trail and promote it? Uh, We've been doing that. We've been already doing that. I did that. Yeah, uh, you, you kind of late. We already been doing that. Damn, man, that's how they gave a thousand views. They want that money back, yo. I know, right? Yeah. Where you at, Naya? What you got? What's your channel? What you? I know you right um, Like right now, I'm just really exploring, rediscovering the internet. Like you know, we're in a pandemic. I think that, um, you know, online is kind of where everything is now, and I don't see it changing. So I'm just re-exploring. Um, the internet. I do um, have a, a life coaching business. So if you need help in any specific area um, with your business plans, if you're if you're looking to work on any life goals and you're finding that you're stuck and you can't really get over a hump or you know there's something that's holding you back and you just can't accomplish the goals that you're trying to accomplish. I'm offering like help with that brainstorming sessions where we kind of talk about, um, you know, whatever issue you may be having and ways to like get over that hump and to kind of rediscover who you are. You can go to my website, um, nayaamara.com. Um, my first session is always free. So I consult with you if there, if it's an issue. Um, that I can help you with. I'm here to help. If it's not something I can help you with, I can refer you out. Um, so you can go to my website again. That's nayamara.com and you can find more about my services. Okay. All right. So we at the halfway point. Uh, I think we kind of talked about a little psychology. Did we talk about the psychology of, of the conspiracy theories? Did we get them back yet? Uh yeah, we 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 yeah. definitely yeah, we definitely touched on on that. Okay. I think Sister Naya, did we I think we touched on that, right? Yeah, we did. I think that um that was one of the first things we touched on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. we touched on that. Okay, so we how about the trust another government? We talked about that in the beginning with when we talked about George, you know, George faking. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah. I wanted to bring that back up, George. So, Dr. Mont, how you plan to? How are you gonna like approach this situation with him? Did, did you? How are you gonna deal with him? Oh, we already addressed it. You know, um, we 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 went hard on the Daggers for our show today. <laughs> and put his name. We put his name in the title and just and just went off. I know Ankh addressed it the day yesterday. I believe it was mm -hmm. Ankh addressed it yesterday, and then I got on today and um and addressed it. And, and and we're also addressing it now. So he's been addressed. He's been yeah, he addressed. get addressed too because he's dumb. He, he he's a Homo sapien sapien uh, ignoramus. <laughs> That's what we call him. Homo uh, and I'm still gonna play that clip, right? But real quick, changing gears, man. Let's um. This is what I wanted to throw at y'all real fast, man. Let's talk about birth control for a minute. Let's come out of left field in this segment right here. Let's talk about birth control. What do you ladies think about birth control contraception? Uh, should women use it? Um, do you think African culture uh, was designed to have uh, um, birth control and abortion? So let's deal with birth control too. What do you, CK, what is your feelings on birth control? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some people may not like my point of view on it, but well, that's I'm why we choice. 
Why we asking? What's no, up? nobody. Sh nobody should be telling nobody what the hell to do with their body. They need mm -hmm. to make that decision for themselves. And I'll even throw myself in the mix. When I used to be a juvenile detention officer years ago, you know, sometimes you would have females come in there, they're pregnant or whatever, you know, and you would have some of the officers that would kind of impression their religious beliefs on them and their own personal beliefs on what they should do with the child. And I would always tell them, hey, you know, you need to do what's best for you. Like, if you don't want to have this child, hey, get an abortion or offer the child up for adoption or have the child go to a family member, you know, or, you know, go ahead and have the baby and do what you need to do. But you need to make that decision and you need to weigh all the options, you know, because mm -hmm. they, the people around you that's telling you what you should or shouldn't do, like, they're not the ones that's going to have to take care of the baby you are. They're not the one that's going to have to deal with um, the decision that you make if you decide not to keep the child. You know, you need to decide, hey, if I'm not going to keep this child, like, what are you going to do in the future so you don't have the same situation again? Are you going to be using condoms from here on out? Or are you going to be uh, using some type of birth control so we won't have this mistake again? Like, you need to, you know, think about those kind of things. That's all. Got you. I'll tell you what. So you you kind of talk about birth control and abortion, right? You basically spoke on that, correct? You hear me? Hello. Are you still talking, talking to me? To my bad. Talking, I'm sorry. To me or CK? Oh, CK? I thought you were just talking in general. Oh, my bad. Okay. All right. Address both of you. Now, I'm just asking them because they're women. I'm saying this is a conversation that the matter had too. What about contraception, right? I'm thinking before it even gets to the point of birth control, right? I mean, the point of uh, my fault before you get to the point of having an abortion, women making that. I think the men need to step up in the community. You know, the days of raw dog is over with. Right, and I was gonna say that too. Like, like I'm always curious on the point in which we begin to have the discussion about birth control pills because I mean, if you like go to a hip hop channel and you listen to hip hop today, and just I mean, if you can listen to the music, I mean that that should tell you you need birth control because these dudes like. <laughs> They own what, like they not taking care of no kids, like they they not as educated as they used to be. But I think just all just joking around when I say that. But I think that we have to be careful where we start the conversation because you just asked the question, okay, what do we think about birth control? And I'm saying, okay, why are we starting it there? What do you think about relationships? How what's the nature of the black the relationship between a male and a woman? You know, let's start there, you know, about the attitudes of, of, of Black men, of Black women, and then let's go into birth control. Because, I mean, it's like, to me, it's a no-brainer when you consider the fact that men aren't, you know, when you consider the fact that you're having sex with someone and you're not in a committed relationship with them and you may have met them and you may you know, you guys may just be, you know, doing whatever you're doing for that night. Like, why wouldn't birth control be an option? Like, to that, why aren't you protecting yourself? So I'm like, 
I'm always interested in that conversation. What do you think, Dr. Mont? Because I'm like, what about the relationship? What type of relationships do we have with each other? Exactly. And that, <laughs> and that comes first. And um, I was having a conversation with Baba um, Sababu. And for those who don't know who Sabab Baba Sababu is, Baba Sababu worked with, uh, he was the editor for Dr. Amos Wilson. So a lot of the books that uh, Amos, Dr. Amos Wilson published um, prior to his transitioning, um, they were edited by um, Baba Sababu. And if you look at uh, some of Dr. Amos Wilson's lecture on you, lectures on YouTube, he mentions Baba. And so, uh, and, and Baba's still keeping uh, Dr. Amos Wilson's legacy alive. Um, he, pu he published uh, Blueprint for Black Power, I believe three years after Dr. Amos Wilson made his transition. Uh, he just recently published, um, uh, there's another book called Issues of Man, Issues of Manhood in Black and White. And uh, that was a, a book that he, that was comprised of a lot of Dr. Amos Wilson's lectures. And just recently he published a new book called uh, Self-Hate and Self-Defeat. And that, that book was comprised of a lot of Dr. Amos Wilson's uh, lectures and handwritten, unpublished uh, handwritten work. So anyway, um, Baba Sababu told me that they're getting ready to update the developmental psychology of the black child. And so Naya, you know, at the beginning of the developmental psychology starts at the, um, at the gestation, um, at the beginning of gestation. So I think like the first month. And so what he said is that uh, Dr. Amos Wilson said, well, before we even make it to uh, uh, conception, we need to talk about male and female relationships. So Sister Naya, yeah. you're like, you're literally, literally dead on. And so what he's going to do is update uh, the developmental psychology of the Black child with Dr. Amos Wilson's um, speeches on male-female relationship. And then they start with the developmental, you know, chapter one of developmental, of, I'm sorry, developmental psychology of the Black child. And so you're right, Sister Naya, before we even get to that point, we need to make sure that we have a healthy relationship before we even conceive, you know? And so, you know, Sister Naya, you were dead on. Like, you're, you're dead on with what, right, you know. Because it's like, you know, that relationship is going to dictate, <laughs> like, what happens next. And, and exactly. You no, know, we have, you know, our relationships are really broken and we have to mend those relationships so we can come together and begin to have a discussion about birth control. But, you know, at this point, you know, we should do what we need to do <laughs> to protect ourselves because I mean, children deserve a mom and a dad. And this idea of this independent woman who need, who don't need a man and who, you know, is on her own, that's a difficult thing. And there's plenty of strong, black, beautiful women who have demonstrated that they can care for um, children and raise healthy men and women, but it's a lot of us who struggle. And yeah, so, it's a struggle. Yeah, it's a, it's a struggle. And yeah. um, we need to recognize the importance of men in our children's life. We need more men. And we have to know, we have to be able, it's our job and our it's our duty to know what type of man we're dealing with. And when you are having, when this man hasn't committed to you and, you know, you don't really see that he's interested, you need to, birth control may be an option for you, but it's all, it starts with the relationship and understanding the relationship. So I'm glad I got that right. Yay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You were, you were dead on. Like you were dead on. I got something real simple for the fellas, for the young fellas out there. Here's a good rule, man. 
don't sleep with somebody that you wouldn't mind having a child with. Because mm. it might get good. Y'all know how it go, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and always pick intelligent women. I always had. You know what I'm saying? My two baby mothers, right? My ex-wife, right? And my baby mother. Intelligent black women. Entrepreneurs, a whole nine of y'all. like, I don't be around dumb women. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's for the young brothers, man. Pick intelligent women, right? Pick them for their intellect first, then look at their bodies. And if you can get both, yo, you bang it. All right? But never sleep with a woman that you wouldn't mind having a child with. It's that simple. And as for the abortion part, you know what I mean? I, I, I would hope that a woman would be responsible enough to include me in a conversation. But at the end of the day, that's her decision to make, man, because that's her body, you know, not 10 months of that. And so, you know, that's her decision at the end of the day, whether she want to bring it forth or not. Now, if it's African and all that, that's another, we're in another world, man. We're in the space age. And you got to allow them sisters to make those choices. And so if anybody looked down on the sisters because of that, it's crazy as hell. Makes no sense. And if you try to judge it off traditional African culture, well, we don't have all the ins and outs of what they did. What we do know is that Egypt had, quote unquote, birth control. They did. And whether they had abortions or not, um, I haven't looked into that matter. I don't know, right? But the reality of the situation is, man, having kids you can't afford to have is bananas. It absolutely makes no sense. So we got to get a little more together in our mindset. And I think this is all based off of the things that we went through that we basically aren't focusing on the things that are essential. Because if we were, it would show itself during this pandemic. Pandemics have a way of bringing out the best and the worst of humanity. And so we automatically see what it's doing to us. We see that. We see that the pseudoisms had no protection for us. The herb man had no protection for us. And not the herb you smoke, but the herbs you take. We know that had no protection. So at this point, I don't even want to hear nothing from the pseudos about anything. All right, so where we at now? Got that out the way, right? The time looking like that. We had 60 minutes or something, where we at? I don't know where we are, but it was a reason why you brought up birth control. You were saying, I know that earlier when we talked about birth control, you yeah. asked me my opinion, right. but you asked me my opinion for a reason. So can you give them the backstory on that? What was, the what was the reason? Yeah, what was the reason about the birth control? Was it, um, didn't it have something to do with yes. Bill Gates? Bill Gates, yeah. yes. All right, yeah. And his wife actually um, promoting birth control in Africa. Mm-hmm. Y'all think that I, I thought that was an admiral thing to do. See, I, I, go ahead. I, I just gonna start up and say what I think about Bill Gates. Hey, what? See, the birth control at the end of his theory, that's his solution. You gotta understand it for him. Bill Gates is talking about a solution to population control, right? And so that's his solution. Um, but there's some other stuff that's going on in the world. There's a lot of little girls, you know, in Africa, there's, you know, child, a lot of children who, you know, have babies um, who are being born in poverty. And so he's looking at that as a solution. I don't think, I think if you disagree with that, you almost have to come up with a different solution. <laughs> like, okay, so if you don't agree with birth control, then what is the other option, right? Dr. Maad, what you think, or CK? What is the other option? 
what's the other option to that to that yeah. problem yeah no 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 i i agree like you said well what's you know you don't and, and that's another thing that i don't like i i, I highly um dislike when people will say oh, i don't agree with this but then you don't come with solutions oh, i don't like that but then like you don't you don't present any other alternatives you know and so like you said sister naya if we're not talking about birth control then then what's the what's the what's the solution then you know what what are the alternatives and so um i don't know i, I think I, I agree with the panel I, I think that you know it's it's our choice it's our bodies it's our choice um the only concern that i do have about birth control is um i don't know i guess the methods at times so when I was younger, um, and, and Sister Naya, you probably remember this. I don't know if Sister CK remember this, but remember when we were younger, like teenagers, girls were getting the depo shot, mm. and it was and it was blowing girls up, you know. And I actually had a cousin who uh, took the shot, and um, she gained a whole lot of weight, you know. Then it, then you hear about the patch. Then it's another device that you can go to the doctors, you get an inserted in your vagina, and it kills um, sperm. And so. I guess my only concern about birth control is like the side effects of certain, you know, of certain birth control methods. Um, and, and I think that's always been like my concern. I know that some women are very sensitive, so they can't like, they, you know, they can't use, they're sensitive, so they, they're allergic to like latex and stuff like that. And so my, you know, my issue has been, you know, do what you want to do, but, you know, we do have to be mindful of the side effects you know, of, uh, of these birth control methods. So that's only been my, that's always been my concern. But other than that, you know, do, it's your body, do what you want to do. But brother, Aunt, there's one thing that you didn't ask the, um, the sisters on the panel and, and, maybe, and maybe you did, but that was, um, um, maybe you did, but I, I didn't hear it. Did you ask them about abortion? Yeah, CK was like, mind your damn business. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 all right, okay. Hold on, don't be holding me responsible for shit. I ain't do oh, nothing. No, she ain't said that. She was saying that you, you you make your own, she said actually that women should have their own, make their own choice. Okay, all right, so I mean, you already they gonna make it regardless. Even if you tell them that they can't have an abortion, they gonna find a way to get that abortion, whether they do it illegally and unsafe like, or they gonna take their own life. They're gonna find a way to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Man. So, right. Because you want to teach the people safe sex, man. Right. That's what I'm right, CK. That's what I was about to say. Like education is the key. Mm -hmm. Yes. Education is the key. And that's why you have to learn to evaluate relationships because and and you need those 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 communities and those cultural like institutions to help you to learn about who you are and your body because uh you know we can only get pregnant two days out the month and i mean so you can bust, yeah you can only get pregnant know, two man. days out the month i mean so you can bust it wide open for 28 days you just gotta be cool for two <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I ain't know that boy really nah don't listen to naya Listen, oh, Naya, you're gonna, you gonna have a whole flipping blister. <laughs> Listen to Naya, yo. <laughs> it's only you, you ovulation. It sounds like one of them back in the day off the street. The street gave you know you don't get pregnant two days out of a month. Yeah, okay. Oh, I see you, Juju. What's up with you, Julanda? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't think nobody should be a boy. Not go ahead, Julana. Where you at? 
Well, I like to hear Jolanda's perspective on this one. You know, Jolanda, uh, Fahoni, peace to the panel, peace to the chat. <laughs> can you hear me, CK? Yes, we can. <laughs> Down clear. So, um, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Life is life. Like, I can deal with uh, birth control, um, okay. but I'm just not into the abortion thing. That's just a personal choice. Okay. But I'm also someone who desires children, and I love children unconditionally, whether they're, you know, um, I know them personally or not. Like, I've always been a motherly figure. Okay. So for me, it's different. Like, I, I value that. Okay. So, yeah. I like that. I like your now, now, hey, sis, this is Naya. I had a question for you. So, so I know what what's important to you. So, I mean, what what about other people? Like, we know what your value is, but how do you feel it in relationship to other people? Well, okay. So, and um, the social element, we have issues that you know we're dealing with. Uh, with um, irresponsibility when it comes to you know our children, so of course, if we have certain methods in place to help out help um, out with that, depending on the situation, then we should utilize them. So even with abortions, it's not an absolute. Like it would definitely be based on circumstantial. I'm just uh, like you and CK were saying before. It's about responsibility. You know, um, responsibility of our bodies and you know how we carry on and. Um, the consequences of uh, engaging in sexual activity, period, protection or not. So, you know, those things are more important. Um, it's not an absolute. I understand there are certain situations, but I would basically be more on the side of not aborting a fetus, period. And that's it. I mean, but, you know, I've seen situations where it's absolutely necessary medically and to the point that if someone had decided to do it, I wouldn't be like, don't do it. You know, I would still be supportive, but it would be a conundrum for me, okay. you know. Interesting. Oh, who do we have here? Science wins, period. So I, I don't know what to say. Like, yes, what we do know, like those who do study like African cultures and society, we know that we've done, you know, our ancestors in the past have done things that we don't necessarily agree with. You know, okay. uh, baby was deformed. What they do on to them, they would stuff their mouths with dirt, suffocate them out. So, oh, you know, uh, I'm just saying, it is what it is. But is that, do we judge that? Nope. If, the, if it was a deformed or retarded baby, like, can we judge the quality of life it have? Like, those are the questions I have to ask myself. Everybody should. Like, are you really judging that? Is that cruel or is it compassion? I don't know. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I know exactly what you're saying. This is interesting. I mean, we, we got technology now. You know that, that you can actually, you know what I'm saying, deal with them type of situations. Not hard at all. Yeah. Where the hell Tiffany went at? I was going to unmute online. Where you at? Hold on, let me get in here. Oh, I'm going to show this sister up right here. All right, your line is open. What's going on, Tiff? What's up with you? Welcome to the panel. Miss French. Yeah, unmute. You unmute, unmute yourself. Do you know how to mute? Okay, Hello. can you hear me? I can hear you now. I just okay. What's up? All right then, uh, peace everybody on the panel. 
Um, <laughs> you know, I just thought that maybe, you know, I'll join into this topic because, you know, it's pertaining to the sisters and, you know, uh, as far as like birth control and things of that nature. So I heard you guys speaking on the concept about abortion. Um, so where I stand on my position, I agree with uh, Julanda about, you know, her statement. Me, myself, I'm against it. And I'm only against that because I feel like, you know, unless you have been molested, unless you've been raped, or if you have medical issues, or if, you know, someone in your family got you pregnant, then that's a legitimate, legitimate reason to do so. But people take abortion out of proportion and use it as a form at use it as a form of birth control. And that's not what it intends to be. It's not a form of birth control. That just that should be used in case of emergency. Um, but I would not be able to tell or control somebody from what they're doing, mm. but as far as what their body is concerned. But the question is, do you really have control over your body, as you say? Because if you have control, then why would one constantly get themselves, why one would constantly get pregnant each and every time? You know what I'm saying? So the question is, do you really have control? And there's other alternatives. And I believe that you can use contraception, but you have to take it upon yourself to do the studies, do the research about them before you just, just start using them. So you have to do the research. You have to start asking questions. But um, yeah, that's my issue. That's my stance on it. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with it unless it's an emergency purpose. Now, if it's somebody say, for example, if it's financial reason, I can't really see that as a legitimate reason because I look at it this way. You already knew that you was not able or you could not afford to take care of the child, right? So why do you put yourself in that predicament to, uh, to end up getting pregnant if you know you can't afford to do so? People put themselves out there so they have to look at the accountability. And also my uh, thing is, let's say you're in a relationship with someone and you and your partner find out that you're having a baby, you're both excited, but then you turn around and decide to get rid of the child. And that person telling all his friends and telling all the family members about it, but then he find out that he's no longer having a baby. See right there, that's selfish to me. That's real selfish because there should be some form of communication. If that was going to happen, you should be able to communicate with your partner and say, look, uh, I was thinking to doing this and I wanted to make this decision, but I, you know, I want to talk to you so that way we both can be on the same page. And I don't want to just go behind your back and doing that. And you got some women, they'll do something like that. They'll get abortion because they trying to get back at the, get back at the man for what he did to her or whatever, or they'll do it because they feel like, oh, I don't want this child, but they're not thinking about what this man was happy to have a baby with. They're not even thinking about their partner. They just thinking about their own selves, which, which is not fair and that's not right. So, and that's where I stand on my position. That's my argument. All right. So, you know, man, I'm glad y'all put your opinions in it and, um, I think it's important that the woman's voice need to be heard on, on all issues. So what I want to do is I want to give out the, um, ACK, put the number in there so people can call in. They want to ask the panel uh, any questions. And you know, if any of y'all got anything on y'all chest, right? Did y'all feel y'all want to vent? 
I think this is the moment before the callers come in, you know what I'm saying, to kind of deal with that. Since, uh, let me say this though, it's hard to find, watch this. If y'all look around you on this panel, y'all got one thing in common, y'all ain't spooked out. <laughs> it's hard to find a group of black women that ain't spooked out. Does that, does that come with intelligence? How does that work? You know, so, so when I'm looking for intelligent women, First thing I'm looking for is somebody that ain't trying, ain't spooked out. I mean, literally, not trying to solve the problems with the sage. You know what I'm saying? That's hard to find right there. You know, man, you talked about that, Dr. Mia. <laughs> it's crazy. Where you at? I seen it faded out. What is it? Past your bedtime, Doc? Let me see. I can know when you fade out. No, I had Don't do the doc. No, no, no. Right. Tell him, CK. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that, Aunt. Yeah. I had to. Um, That's Juju. Juju got oh, your that back. Was Juju. That was Juju. The kids playing them games. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why are you calling me? But I, um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I had to. I had to. Aunt, you gotta give me some time to unmute my mic while you're talking. You know, I lay the phone down. I zone out and unmute my mic. Yeah, you have to shut the number. I don't know how to do this. But I am, I'm, I am on, you know, at 12.45 at the two-hour mark, I got to go because it's definitely past my bedtime. Yeah, you and me both, though. We gonna, that's yeah, you we can are. survive with four hours of sleep. You can hang. I, I used to be able to hang college days. I was up all night. Now, I can't hang. <laughs> I hey, can't hang. put the number in the chat, though. I don't, I don't know what the number is. To How you do it last time? What you the hell you did? No, the heck I did not. That was not me that? that did that last time. Brother Ong, did you did you want to touch on um, slavery and that whole idea of you know white folks intentionally just trying to kill us? That conspiracy, th well, that theory of you know they're doing everything to exterminate us from the vaccines to. Did you want to touch on that? I think that's the only thing that we missed. Yeah, what was Naya talking about? Naya said something interesting about uh, crowd control. What did you say, Naya? That was <laughs> kind of scared me there a little bit. I tried to act like you ain't said. Threat management. That's what I think it said. Threat management. What you well, say? Oh no. <laughs> like, where does that come from, Dr. Ma? You you wanted to discuss, like, um Yeah, are they are they killing us? Are they trying to kill us? Yeah, that skepticism, yeah. Are they trying to kill us? Yeah. Cause you said something about what you say? That that was Bill Gates. What? What you say? Like Bill Gates solution. Like birth control is a solution for what? Um for population control. So basically his whole, yeah, his whole thing is like basically um that it's too many people on the earth and we're gonna overrun our resources and then that's gonna have in you know that's gonna have consequences to the climate is situation. So but that's nothing wrong with that. He solved problems. That's what Bill Gates does. That's he what he said. I, don't, I know. I know. I don't know, Naya. I can read that, Naya. I don't know, Naya. I think there might be a, a lovely, lovely <laughs> fact checker article. Okay, fact check me. First, you didn't know that you could only get pregnant two days out of the month. Now, you don't know the. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I didn't know that. I just didn't believe it. No, I was. In all these years, I'm 53. Yo, you mean tell me I had. I had, I had 28 days to rock and didn't know it. Right. So let's get back to Bill Gates. So the birth, the issue with the birth control has to do with populations. 
there being too many people on it population in crowded spaces. Mm-hmm. What a, okay, go ahead. Which, what number is it? You want to bring up his, his website? Huh? Mm. I know in China they only allow you to have a certain amount of kids directly. They do that in China. So that's not out of the scope. I just didn't. Hey, let me that. let me bring it up for y'all. Okay. Y'all make um, it be okay. I ain't mad at you. Question everything. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. No, but I don't I don't actually I didn't know that. Just, yeah, it's not a cause yeah, I'm not saying it like a, giving condoms made sense to Africa. That makes sense to me. Giving them birth control, that made sense. But that's the solution. What's the problem? It's not a problem. Mm. Definitely good that's solution. the solution. So his what the problem is, the population is too many people. So that's why black people are that's why a lot of black people are afraid, you know, they don't like him because he has those conversations about what's threatening our survival as he, Homo sapiens sapiens. Like he, he came up with his theory on disease. Like he was the first guy that was talking about disease. So he finds problems and then he tries to come up with solutions. They're saying he's trying to kill him instead of, instead of what he really said, just giving birth control. He's saying he's trying to give him vaccines and kill him. He's saying, let's, con- you know, let's be smart. Let's be smart in, you know, how many people are on the earth. We're, I mean, we're overrunning the resources. That's why we're having global warming. But did he do that for Europe? Did he do that for Europe? I mean, he does this for everybody. It's not, you huh? know, yeah, it's like everybody. Yeah. His his foundation is all over. It's not in one place. Just checking. Just making sure. You looking for it, though? Yeah. All right. How you doing, bro? I found, a, I found right. a very interesting article. I'm going to throw it in the chat. What you got? Take, take, take a look at that. In the chat. CK. I don't see. Is it in the chat or in the which chat? In the, you, you, I'm putting it in both. I put it in the YouTube chat first. Bill Gates giving the vaccine to kill him. That's what that's what the great professor Small said. I said, damn. Right, but he found the problem with disease. He tracks diseases. And so his solution was vaccinations. So he finds problems and then he gives solutions. Yeah, yeah, like he's supposed to. Yeah, so the yeah. Snoop's fast fact check. <clears throat> what did it say? The article say. Okay. Oh no, I'm looking for the other one. Stand by. But I mean, you could talk about that one while you at it. Stand by. I can't even get you to do it. Let me see real quick here. What is this in the snoops? See, this I didn't I didn't use depopulation. Yeah, you didn't say that. I didn't say depopulation. Did Bill Gates admit vaccinations are I mean, concerned? isn't depopulation a form of population control? Um, yes no. 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 Depopulation, mm. you know, is more like That's I mean not a form of population control. No. Oh. So what 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 form is the population? Like what what form let's is that? Let's read the article. Let's read the fact check first. Come on, let's read the fact <laughs> check and then we can go. Read the fact check. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it though, don't it? It make you. I can yeah, see how it sounds like it. Because right I almost ran right there. 
Right. I'm like, okay, go ahead, CK. Yeah, y'all got to me down. Go ahead, CK, read that building. Okay. Jesus, you can't Somebody read that share the screen. Share the screen. I'm trying to share it on. You trying to share the screen? Oh, we can share on our phones? I didn't know that. You just got to be smarter than the phone. Why you ain't tell me that aunt, this whole time? I could have been screen sharing. I thought you could only do it on a computer. Well, I learned something today. I'm sharing my screen now. See if you can see it. Yeah, we can see. Are you going to read? You want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead, Juju. Multitask. <laughs> So this article is, uh, did Bill Gates admit vaccinations are designed so governments can depopulate the world? Um, it says the computer magnet believes that vaccines can be used to reduce childhood mortality and ultimately reduce population growth through associated social changes, not as an agent uh, of death. I agree with that statement. Um, Bill Gates has openly admitted that vaccinations are designed so that governments can depopulate the world. Ooh, that's the claim. Okay. Which is false. Which is false, yeah, okay. So um, I guess the origin comes from on January 21st, 2016, dubious news and conspiracy theory site, uh, Your Newswire published an article with the headline, Bill Gates admits vaccines are best way to depopulate. Okay. The article opened with a damning uh, assertion, um, excuse me, a damning assertion that Bill Gates has openly admitted that vaccine vaccinations are designed so governments can depopulate the world. Um, to support the claim, the site presented a February 2011 video clip of Bill Gates being interviewed by CNN uh, uh, Sanjay Gupta about his foundation's vaccination efforts. So I guess um, Dr. Gupta said $10 billion over the next uh, 10 years to make it the year of the vaccines. What does that mean exactly? And then Bill responds, over this decade, we believe unbelievable progress can be made in both inventing new vaccines and making sure they get out to all children who need them. We only need about six or seven more, and then we will have all the tools to reduce childhood death reduce population growth and everything, the stability, the environment benefits from that. Um, to make sure the point was not lost on the reader, your newswire uh, repeated the reduced population growth, emphasized above numerous times at a variety of different uh, playback speeds, as if to suggest that um, this were a slip of the tongue revealing some uh, nephrous secrets. This narrative was reinforced with another video that opens with this text. Should I, should I continue? Hannah, no, no, I think I think that does it. I think that 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 clarifies. I think oh, that clarifies. Right. So I mean, so the the vaccinations and the depopulation, like that whole claim we know is is not. So when I was talking about Bill Gates, I was talking about in terms of his work with poverty and climate control. Um, the vaccinations, that's a whole nother argument. 
but his work on with poverty and climate control is he talks about the rapid growth of populations, increase in poverty, um, creating problems. I'm not saying that he's doing this is wrong. I don't take the conspiracy theory pseudoscience perspective. Depopulation is a pseudoscience like code word. Like he never said, he, he doesn't talk about depopulation. He talks about what happens when there when there's too many people in one area and a lot of these people are in poverty. That's mostly his work in Africa he does, like reducing like the number of people in the area, not killing people <laughs> and giving them vaccinations to kill them. You see, it's a play on words. Right. So it's different. It's a play on words. It's like, okay. Give him vaccinations to depopulate. No, that's not what he does. He studies the problems and he comes up with solutions, like build better infrastructures. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, it just sounds. You can hear it though. You know what I'm saying when you say the the, the, the um, contraceptions and what y'all say population control. As soon as you hear that, it just automatically the pseudo runs wild with it. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I don't doubt that. Crazy. I don't doubt that. But I think you, and that's why you have to kind of study what he does, because I think that most people don't understand what Bill Gates does. Like, it, I think, and that's, that's the problem. I know that Garfield, he did a post today, like, oh, he's rocking with Bill Gates. But one of the things he does is he track problems, mm -hmm. so whatever problems, and then he comes up with these solutions to potential problems. And so that's, he uses science to do that. So that, you know, that's something that we should be doing. We should be, you know, if we don't like his solutions, we don't like what they're offering, then we can also track problems and do the research and come up with solutions. Mm. What do you think, uh? What I think? Mm -hmm. I'm rocking with Bill. <laughs> so I'm rocking with him. Matter of fact, uh, you know, he he gave a lot in the effort to that. I understand what vaccines do, and I understand what having a, a proper infra infrastructure can do for you. So in Africa, there's a need for that. Less churches in Africa, more roads, better infrastructure. <clears throat> need to force people like the Chinese that actually want to build plants and stuff. You know, they need to fix those neighborhoods first. If you want to build a plant, right, and you want this land for 100 years, have you do it? We need this, 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 and this. So they need to really negotiate better. At what they're doing instead of uh individuals taking a lot of money yeah. yeah you could really you could take advantage of that the same way china china got all that money from the united states and i know y'all don't like donald trump the truth is uh he actually turned that thing around because china was getting a lot of money from the damn united states for years for years big trillions of dollars right and there wasn't no real deal in place so trump actually pushed to put a deal in place right and you know, it saved the country a lot of money, but China took that money and you know what I'm saying, it just built with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, give credit to the Chinese, but they did, Africa's in the same position, man. They got what everybody want. Uh, you just need strong leadership to actually, um, you know, bring people in like Bill Gates to kind of help you negotiate certain stuff like that. See, we don't got to do it on our own. I think that's the mistake uh, a lot of African leadership do. They, they, they just don't. They don't do it properly, man. They got if you got that much land and resources, man, and it's oil and all that stuff, man. I have I have my shit laid. Yeah, my, my, trust me. Uh, my my spot be laid. The country men be laid. The infrastructure will be in place before you do anything. Mm. 
this, 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 and this. You want any of that? Or don't even talk to me. Go over there somewhere. That's how it needs to be. So, you know, we're, we, we're getting smart. You know, we're working on that. But no, building man, yo. It's just that so people- Why do you think that people, why do you think that people don't, black people are kind of suspect about some of the things that he, some of his things that he's proposed? Because they can't do it themselves and they hate him. Like, what would they do if they had that kind of money? It's another guy that appeared on Joe Rogan's show, dude was serious. I only a billionaire. He just, that's all they do is come up with shit. I forget his name, man. Can't even think about it. Forget his name. I'm going to get that name for y'all. But, you know, it's, you can't even talk about too many white people. They start calling you. You start getting name called for it. This is crazy. Hey, by the way, man, I want y'all to buy this. It's $100 a bottle. This will save you of Corona. It's called lemonade and some greens. <laughs> corona. Oh, let me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, can Tim. I ask you a question? Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, so since we are uh, talking about science oh, and things man. like that, um, do you guys like uh, or how do you feel about more and more black people getting involved into the STEM program? Well, I that's mean, not- I mean, don't, don't do. What about those who are already in the STEM program? Do they deserve the credit and recognition? Because I feel like, I mean, in my opinion, it seems like a lot of them are not getting the proper credit that they deserve. They're like underrepresented. I don't know. I know. I know. I'm always pushing some of my favorite scientists. So, like, you have you ever like looked into them? Like, ever did research on those who yes. like? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Diops has a great book, Blacks and Science. It's a great book. I always recommend that. Get that book, Blacks and Science. Yeah, oh man, you got geneticists, right? You, I mean, it's just, so to say something is white science is just ridiculous at this point. You're just an anti-intellectual. Like you just hate, you hate smart people. <laughs> hey, I agree. Yeah, you just- <laughs> I agree because you know, if we, if people can make an argument that, oh, the white man done took our science and stole it from us, then that should be common logic to where you should study modern science and find out what information that they received and, and go from there. Facts. You know, like, you know, when people talk about these herbs and stuff, what they, what they don't realize, I'm just adding to this. I'm gonna bring up a science on my, uh, uh, Julian Percy. My favorite scientist. Why? Because he reached total synthesis. And you know, you gotta you gotta figure out in plants, you gotta figure out what's that, what's the actual active ingredient in the plant, you know what I'm saying? That's causing a certain reaction, right? And it, he's one of the first to do it, right? To reach that total synthesis. He the one to take out the chemicals from plants that they were later on use for medicine. He did that. that's a black person right there. To which the pharmaceutical company used, you know what I'm saying, to make beans of down now. This guy end up being a, uh, a millionaire. He ever had his own plant in Mexico. Uh, you know, I always tell this story. He on his front lawn, him and his son in the tree, shooting at white people trying to burn a damn cross on his lawn. Yeah, he was a serious dude, shrewd scientist, man. Yeah, worked for DuPont. I mean, like this dude, like this is, so, you know, when you start talking about just science in general, man. You know, it's just anti-intellectualism, man. It, it is. What's going on, Sean? What's up, buddy? How you feeling, man? 
Got a question for the sister, man? What's, what it do? Monster no, I, I just want to say, uh, ETM Hotel, Sean, Black African Power, everybody in the chat. Peace to the platform, everybody on here. Uh, Dr. Maad, I heard you earlier. You probably sleep. Sister Naya, <laughs> Juju, uh, CK, I think that's Tiffany on here too. Um, now I was just tuning into the show, really. I've been listening, man, since y'all started. Please didn't say nothing in the chat. Um, I think Naya was asking about Bill Gates. I did want to kind of uh, just say something a little bit about Bill. Um, my, um, I don't, I don't think people want to accept the fact that somebody's willing to put their money where their mouth is when it comes to solutions for Africans and and people in general. Um, you look for what's the initiative behind Bill's drive trying to see to it that vaccines are successful or contraceptives uh, in certain areas are successful. And I think that just comes comes with uh, a sphere of science. They think that um, African-Americans, for instance, um, have this fear of science based on the way people have treated us in science since we've been treated like less than animals um, and, and, and uncovering things. But really these people knew that they had to find solutions to things that they couldn't find in themselves. So they looked beyond themselves in order to solve problems for the natural world that they began to create for themselves which in and of itself should mean something powerful to us. Yeah, that happened. Uh, a lot of things happened to us. However, we're able to uncover that now and actually speak truth into existence instead of conspiracy <laughs> and deal with a belief and make it a, uh, uh, what, what I think Uncle, you said earlier, religion, the way that these uh, conspiracies tend to get in our way. And, um, you know, I think what he did is cool. I'm not just hanging my hat on it. You know, he ain't the only uh, rich man in the world that actually can make a difference. Um, he just, he's just at that point in time in his life where, like Naya said, he sees a problem. He's looking for a solution. He's trying to do as much as he can before he go. So uh, his legacy, will, when history says about Bill Gates, um, it'll be more than just him, you know, owning a, a great successful company. It'll be, it'll be the work that he put in in Africa. It'll be the work that he put in in other areas and things of that nature. And you just tilt your head and keep it moving. It doesn't change nothing that you do because you don't care. Remember, you anti-vax or, you know, your conspiracy is your uh, solution. And... Uh, I just think people just need to to study things more and read more and quit speaking. Mm -hmm. yeah. And conspiracies are not, it's, it's, they're not really even solutions. They're more of like byproduct of thinking. <laughs> like, so they're like, you know, when in, in a group setting, just imagine that everyone in the group had limited, limited access to knowledge. And so, in order for them to know what could potentially happen without having data and knowledge and access, you know, they have to 
just go with like a gut feeling or, oh, you know, maybe that person is doing something to threaten me and, you know, kind of like paranoia. And so that's where conspiracy theory comes from. It's when, you know, it's in evolutionary psychology anyway, and I put a link in the in the group in evolutionary evolutionary psychology anyway, it's believed to come from kind of like um, a very tribal type of byproduct of your art thinking when at a time we didn't really have a lot of inf access to information. So, you know, in order to be able to assess threats, we had to, you know, come up with conspiracy theory to be on the guard. Um, but as, you know, you know, time goes by and we have access to data and knowledge and science and technology, we no longer have to use that because we can actually research and we can actually find threats and problems and stuff like that and be able to tackle them from an, ev an evidence-based perspective. We don't have to use conspiracy theories, but for, I think many of us Black people, we use them because, you know, we feel that that kind of gives us one up on, you know, the dominant culture because, oh, we know that you up to something. Oh, we know that, you know, you're scheming against us. It's just kind of a way that we, we manage threats, perceived threats. They don't have to be real threats. It's just kind of perceived threats. So they're not really even solutions. They're just kind of like automatic byproducts and, and re automatic responses to potential threats and there's no real solutions to it. In science, they're looking at solutions. They're, you know, going through the scientific method. They're making an the observation. They're doing the research. They're collecting the data. Conspiracy theorists, they don't do that. Just, they just kind of operate from the anti-intellectual zone where, oh, I got a hunch about something and I know it's right. Because when you ask them, most times they'll say, man, you can't trust the government, man, what you mean? They can never really give you any real solid evidence. And when they try to, you know, it generally fails. Mm. Like, like part. Mm. Let me add this to the conversation. I'm going to read this fact off to y'all. I want y'all to tell me who actually did that. Reported antiviral drug prophylactics to prevent mother-to-child transmission. More than 750,000 of these women who tested positive for HIV, allowing approximately 230,000 infants to be born HIV-free. HIV-free. Who did that? That was Bill Gates, I thought, too. Yeah. Nope. Who? My favorite president. What? The, what the, uh, uh, your boy, man, with, with the drugs. <laughs> not, Ray, not Reagan. George Bush. Yeah, Bush. George Bush. Yeah. yeah, he took it upon himself, right, to go to Africa and implement that program, and they figured it out. So now when a mother has AIDS, the baby don't gotta be more born with AIDS. Now, if you can hate something like that, then something is wrong with you. So that's why that's my favorite president because look what he did for African babies and African lives, yo. Plain and simple. So, you know what I mean? You gotta think in this world, man. Mm -hmm. Who did that though? He did that. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, we got all that. We talked about immediately, we talked about people are dying from age, whether you think they made it up or not and all that malarkey, the fact of the matter is this man stepped up, right? Whether he got the money from his father and them selling drugs, whatever, right? He decided to go in there 
and not talk the talk, man. He did that, right? And people don't even give him credit for that. Think about that, man. Seriously. So, you know, maybe one day we'll be in that position to do those things. But at a certain point, man, you got to use your mind and use your intelligence, man. And this ain't the hip hop parade, big up white people. This is just to say, man, look, look what this man did for Africa. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you got to just respect that. You ain't got to let a nigga. I ain't said I let a nigga, but I respect that. That's all I'm saying, man. It's crazy, yo. So, you know, we, yeah, we need to, we need to step up. You got African nations with money. Ain't do that. So, you know, maybe it's the position we put in and we can't do it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I swear I don't like the boogeyman thing. <laughs> It don't have to be scary though, Unc. It don't have to be scary. It's not scary. You know, it, 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 you know, some people just operate from the boogeyman perspective. This is crazy. It's crazy. The whole, you know, we're in a sit with, and I don't want to, I don't want to drag the show long, man. You know what I'm saying? I really don't, because I think it's been an excellent show and I want to keep it short so people can actually do this. And I just like to know the uh, let the sisters know that you know, it was a very, very productive show, right? I want y'all to tune in tomorrow uh, to the Pseudo Killers. We're gonna be going live tomorrow, but you know what I'm saying? It's been a real good show, man. Uh, appreciate everybody coming on uh, from their perspective teams and corners. I uh, just appreciate that. I appreciate um, um, Dr. Oya Mayat being on here. I uh, appreciate uh, CK and I definitely uh, appreciate uh, Sister Naya. I mean, you know that. And, and you too, Juju. You know, you've been a stark supporter. Appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tiffany French, you know, you've been my friend for a long time. No matter where you've been yes. at. No matter where the hell you've been at. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys have a show together, you and Tiffany, uh, in Atlanta? The What show y'all had together, you and Tiffany? Oh, biscuits. And he had the uh, Real Black Atheist show. Yeah, that was a good show. Y'all had a good show. I seen a couple of those. Tiffany was up there fighting for her religious <laughs> life. <laughs> yeah, and he was doing the little blog talk radio thing too. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Yeah, it was good while it lasted. Going up there with all the guys, the Hebrews, right? Fighting. Oh, you was a Hebrew back you then. Hebrews, fighting for the yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was into the Hebrew Israelite culture back then. I was uh with not what's his name, Yashabel Camp. That's who I was a part of. Okay, and you was yes, able to get you was able to maneuver that science out of there, huh? Nah, she she didn't do she. Couldn't. I was just you know I was just tired, you know what I'm saying. At some point in time you gotta grow, so for me I was just getting tired and I wanted to branch out. Mm -hmm. Was you tired of them them weapons I was giving you that had to be it? <laughs> I'm quite sure you were taking some whoopings too. You were you know what I'm saying. I wasn't just gonna take them from you. You was getting some back, so. Nah, nah, you <laughs> It was tagging. You got to take. I'm gonna post one of them. That's what I'm gonna do, just for you. It's old school. Okay, post, old school. I'm gonna post one of them up. Yeah, me and Tiffany. Post one of what? They say, oh, you still got them? Yeah, I still got them. Tiffany, and, let me, and, and I'm gonna give you this though, Tiff. When, when it was time for you to get about it there, ooh, we, yo, I ain't never seen nobody catch Yasharel like that, yo. Uh, you caught him, look, she caught him in the temple in front of his flock. <laughs> Whoa. He got him. I was like, no. Yashvel looked at me because he thought I put you up to a tip. I'm like, I ain't do that. 
So, you know, everybody <laughs> looking at him. And I, what you asked him was crazy. Oh, I was asking him a, a question about the uh, story with Eve and the snake. And the, okay, the snake told her that um, if she would eat off the uh, tree of knowledge and good and evil, that she'll be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. And and then in somewhere in the scripture it says, "Behold, man has become like one of us, knowing yeah, difference between good uh, and evil." Yeah, the good one. <sighs> so that's why I pointed out to myself, okay, so where did the serpent lie to her? Oh man, you yeah, with that in the middle of the crowd of Hebrews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they'll never let her back in again. She's done. <laughs> yeah, I remember that moment. Man. Yeah, it was crazy, yo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you ain't got no questions for the chat room, right? I think we're about an I hour do. or something. Okay. You don't have any questions? What? I do. Yeah. I wanted to um, I wanted to know whether from the panel or from the chat, has anybody been seeing this lovely video going around on uh, Facebook about people asking Alexa? The little, mm -hmm. I forget what the fuck the little, what is that, what is that thing called? The Alexa. Alexa. I don't even know what it's called. The little voice. Are you talking about the voice thing yeah. for Amazon? Yeah, or I think it's, yeah, from Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Google has one too. People have been asking it questions about the darn virus and it's telling them that the government uh, created the virus. <laughs> has anybody seen that? Um, I seen a commercial or something. No, oh. I didn't see that yet. You got to, I'm trying to call an ass. No. Oh, it's up. It, it's on there. I don't know how to share it, but I've seen people tag it to my 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 uh post. Because when I be beating them up in the comment sections, they go supernova on me. So if you check the chat, supernova, <laughs> yeah, they be going. They be going. They don't be going super pseudo. They be going supernova, man. They just go to all the conspiracy theories. Right. Wow. So if y'all check the lovely chat. There is a lovely article I would like y'all to read. Throwing it in the oh, back dear. chat too as well. That's crazy. That joint has already been debunked. Somebody say, man, brother, Unc Bush, man, stop it. Your favorite president. Yeah, nigga, who's smoking my shit? I got a favorite president. Y'all don't got a favorite president shit. Boy, they crazy. I mean, to be honest, I don't have one. Right, but if you had one, who, which one would it be? You the one that did the most for Africa. I'm kind of young, so I just got the right to vote. So, <laughs> All right. really okay. Somebody say, I don't speak on um, Neil the DeGrasse. The first time I had the right to vote, Obama ran. And then, you know, <laughs> the person I wanted to fucking vote for, you know, got a whole bunch of corruption and got pushed out. And it happened again this year. So I don't know who the hell I'm voting for this year. You talking about uh, you know, Gillum? <laughs> Well, see, this is what I, I learned about voting. You look at policies. Policies is what's more important than the person because see, people get caught up mm -hmm. on the individuals and not focus on what type of proposal they have or what type of policies they're trying to implement. So that's what's more important. You know, what their policy is about. It doesn't matter if they're Republican, Democrat, uh, Black or white. What type of policies do they have that will be beneficial to the people? Mm. Um, more elections is what I really advocate for. When I do do my campaigning, uh, voter registration, I really advocate for people to basically get involved in their local government. It's duly important. 
folks to uh, elect your judges and your state attorneys and things of that nature. So we're dealing with problems in our communities when it comes to the criminal justice system. Like that's where you really need to be at locally, okay? So, you know, I don't know, honestly, I'm not really big on this big national presidential stuff, but I definitely get involved when it comes to like local and state elections. Mm -hmm. Well, hmm. Vote Green? Let me see something. We got my man here saying we don't never mention. Let me see. Let me see what he say right here. He said, Brother Unk. Let me see. Hold on, Brother Unk, you got some growing to do. This is. This got is. Some growing to do. Who, who, who Andrea, said that? Andrea Blunt. You still got some growing to do, Unk. Really? Hey, hey, uh, hey, Andrea, join, join the panel. Come, come through. Um, you mean to say, how can you be a real black atheist and not follow our black? You need to ask them how many shows have they watched of the show. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Damn, that's my favorite person right there. What are you talking about? That's my favorite scientist right there. What are you talking about? Exactly. I told her. Yeah, we all love Neil. Damn, I quote him all the time, man. Cosmo is like one of my favorite series. Had my made my made my children sit down and watch that. Hmm. Do you you have all his books? Yeah, I got all his books. Of course I do. <laughs> you know, I listen to all of, I listen to him, listen to all the white boys. <laughs> can't talk about the white boys because cause niggas be acting like you can't talk, you can't learn from a white person. So I just let y'all float and get beat up. That'd be funny to me. My favorite atheist is Dr. Ben and Hubert Harris. And John Henry Clark. See, they're my favorite agents right there. And then I throw the white boys in. So I got the four horsemen. I actually did a show on the four horsemen. Dr. Ben, Harris, um, John Jackson, and John McClough. Yep, they're my four, they're my top atheists. And then you got Higgins in there. Dawkins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, you like. And so why do you prefer all those those scientists over our black scientists, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? The last two were atheists. Um, I don't say it, um, I'm talking about the atheist ones. I, I said uh, Neil. Yeah, but most of them are scientists. Yeah, Neil, but Neil yeah. my top. He my top one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, Neil my top one, yep. It's, it's a lifelong study for me, man. I ain't stuck in nothing, man, but I've come to love science because that's the only way I can get past and beat up them damn pseudos. That's a, see, that's a, the, the leveling playing field for me. When it comes to polite them and Ali Muhammad them, I could always get them with the science. They could trick you with the other shit and I'll talk you. Mm -hmm. Science show, it was the great equalizer for me. Yep. So that's how you're able to make everything make sense to people. Yep. Because it was all, it was hard work. It was crazy. So now we're in, a, we're in an environment now where you know, science actually is just trumping everything right now. Like, of course, God gonna take the credit for it. <laughs> right, but I noticed even the guys, some of those guys, they try to use science to explain their ideas. Like I saw um, Brother Polite trying to explain yeah. his um, theory and it, he, he was using those scientific words, but it, none of the science seemed to be reputable. So what's up with that? Yeah, I'm gonna show you what he was using. 
pseudo signs. It's called the pseudo shuffle. <laughs> it's called pseudo Look at it right. He did. I ain't never pseudo shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, a question for the panelists, if everyone's interested. Yes. So, TK. Anyways, peace to the panel, peace to the chat. <laughs> we uh, we do have an issue with uh, the pseudo ideology and the pseudo science taking over in the black community, and <laughs> it does appear that it might be a bit out of control because. You got your regular people that you know pushing it. You know, it's all on the internet, all on the YouTube, all on social media. You know, you got our uh, prominent figures pushing it. Like, for example, like the artists, the music artists, and um, the actors too sometimes as well. You know, and I think, you know, at some point in time, we may have to kind of figure out what can we do to help help the people? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course, science, but you know, like trying to figure out a way to break break the ignorance, break that chain of um pushing misinformation and ignorance. Man. Okay. As a whole. So I kind of wanted to see like, you know, how y'all felt about what 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 are some ideas or some things that are floating in y'all head so far as what you think could be a solution or at least something that we can work towards to try to help our people that are stuck into the, the pseudo age, stuck in the, uh, the conspiracy theory age. STEM programs, point blank period. Every STEM program we have in this community, I support, I participate, I get children to go to. I mean, that's just how it's gotta work from the ground up, from the babies to uh, increase scientific literacy early on. They have a better understanding and comprehension. Um, yeah, become more critical, uh, become better critical thinkers. Like those are things we have to focus on with our children. That would be my solution. CK, what was your question? No, I was kind of basically going down the list of how uh, pseudo ideology, um, pseudoscience, you know, conspiracy theories, I guess, kind of get thrown in the mix so far as pseudo ideology goes. Um, has kind of taken hold in the community. And I just wanted to see if y'all had any ideas or suggestions as to how we could kind of help our people, you know, well, get out of that. Well, my suggestion is that, um, oh, I'm sorry, you, you had something else you wanted to say? Yeah, go ahead. No, he was I'm gonna give CK this though. Here, CK, I want you to take this. I want you okay. to- Okay. Um, my suggestion is we, People spend a lot of time being on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. You can go online and, you know, do your own diligent research. I mean, it's not hard to do. And also, I mean, as a matter of fact, you can find like online courses like uh, Khan Academy. Uh, what's the other one called? I think it's called eCourse or ES course or something like that. So like there's like, huh? Yeah. But the point is, you know, th there's so many free courses online that you can take. And you can go to your local library. If for those of us that like to go to the library, I mean, you can't go at this point, but when it opens back up, go to the library and look up into the science session and just study. So 
people just got to get into the habit and make it their priority to do more studying. You can do anything else if you can sit there and be on social media all day and post up random information. You can make the time out and research uh, different uh, subject matters. So that's the solution. Just make time out to out 30 day, I mean 30 minutes out the day and just read up on some information and take some notes. And that's what I do. You know, I, I take time out, I'll go online, look up stuff, anything that's interesting to me, I post it up and I share it. You know, I don't know everything about science. I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not a science geek, but <laughs> but I'm learning. And you know, and you have to start from you have to start from the bottom. You have to start little by little and grow from there. Mm. Mm. Hey, um, I am yeah. that. CK? Um, what, what? You got the way I sent you? Yep, 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 yep. Let's read that. CK, this is Naya. I think that's a good question. Um, because what I think is sometimes I have problems like understanding you know, when we say our community, because, you know, when I look at like the people who have these type of views, it's a very small group of guys. And it's so- a lot of small groups. Hmm? It's a lot of small groups because it'd be our family members pushing this shit. Like, In terms of the random. 5G, like conspiracy. Okay, I see what you're saying. I thought you were talking specifically about the conscious community. No, I'm talking about just pseudoscience, pseudo-ideology, conspiracy theories, Where? throw it all in the mix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's rampant. Yeah. Right, and if you understand, that's what I like to start, if you understand it, it just starts with, you know, educating people on the importance of getting facts and data to, black, to back up what you're saying, because a lot of the conspiracy is based in paranoia, um, mistrust, <laughs> and some Machiavellianism, like this type of manipulation they talk about. So right. so education, like what you guys are doing, Pseudo Killers, Amara Squad, um, Monster Clan Worry, like just continuing to do the education and educate people on the importance of methods. Because based on your methods, you're gonna get science and science is just the, you know, it, it, it comes about as a result of you going through this methodology. And, and I think a lot of us like to take shortcuts <laughs> because it's so hard to do like the research really. We like to take the shortcuts. So it comes, just keep educating each other. I think that's what we can do. That's what I think anyway. Mm -hmm. Some of the okay. chat. All right, go ahead CK. Oh, you want me to throw that up? Yeah, I'm gonna read that, yeah. Copy, copy. All righty. For those of y'all that's still in the chat, we appreciate y'all still being here. You know, we'd be rocking it out, man. So Unc already threw this in the back chat for the Zoom. I'm going to be throwing this in the YouTube chat. And I think this is pretty good. I like it. I like it. It's kind of old, but it's still relevant to today. So, uh, sir. That ain't old shit. That's 2016 is flipping old. It is 2020, sir. Yeah, that, that, that still applies. We watch. Exactly what I just said, that it still applies today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're on skepticalscience.com, and we're going to be talking about why is pseudoscience so enticing. This article is from uh, January 2016, and it gives you seven ways to identify pseudoscience. 
So we start off with number one, mm -hmm. the right. use of psychobabble, words that sound scientific and professional, but are used incorrectly or in a misleading manner. Number two. Oh, us, oh. What? Then we just witnessed witness that with divine suspect. Man, Did we just witness all that? Context. Listen closely now. Go with number two. So for number two, of substantial reliance on anecdotal evidence. Anybody want to those y'all that don't know what anecdotal means, you know, dictionaries, look it up. Uh, number three, extraordinary claims in the absence of extraordinary evidence. 5G is causing viruses. Technology is causing pandemics. That is an extraordinary claim. Okay? Real simple. That is extra goddamn ordinary. All right? Where was the extraordinary evidence? He didn't have it. You know why he didn't have it? Because all the information comes from the scientists. Okay? Man, there is no, no other side like Sarnetta continues to say. I want it, they want to hit the other side. It's, it's not another side. It's science. Simple Go ahead. What'd you say, Tiff? I said, don't get me started on that. Uh, after I heard that, uh, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> Go ahead with the next one. <laughs> All right, so moving on. So we are on number four. Number claims four. Which, <laughs> claims which cannot be proven false. Right. You know, that's a common thing among the scientific method. Number five, claims that counter established scientific fact. Come on, man. Like all that shit, like, like, like divine suspect, uh, goji berries, mushrooms, uh, a sage, these are better vaccines. Yeah, that's not, come on, man. That's going to get accepted, accepted science, man. Come on, man. Like, like, come on, man. And that's what I be saying. Y'all be wondering. You know what I mean? Like, that is, think about that, yo. Like, there is not an alternative to science. When the person get up there and say, well, for those who don't want to take vaccines, Unc, we got we, we to gotta give them the alternative. Like, I'm hiding something. Nigga, I ain't hiding them. There is no alternative to vaccines. If it was, yeah, you know I'm saying we'd be looking at it, but it's just not. Go ahead. All right. So uh, we are on number. Oh, I lost my place. Oh, um, number six. Absence of adequate peer review, which that right. is rampant among the pseudo sources. Right. There um, is no peer review. None. So, so we review it on the rewind, on the replay shows, on the pseudo killers. We we are your peers. We are rewinding. Okay. Copy. And number seven, claims that are repeated despite being refuted. Divine. Polite. Alibaba Muhammad. The whole crew. Phil, Dr. Phil Good Valentine, the whole crew, they keep repeating over and over again. Maybe if they say it a couple hundred more times, we're going to all automatically believe them. I remember Dr. Phil Good Valentine told me, why well, I had a vaccine and he gave me asthma and almost killed me. I said, I don't believe you. He got mad. He's like, what? I'm, I'm 90 years old. Why would I do all that? I wouldn't do it. I'm like, I just don't believe you. I, can, I don't have it right now to believe you. I'm going to need to see the medical report. Right, and everybody telling me, you was disrespectful. Um, hell no, I wasn't. No, I want everybody to know where I stand in the world. 
and I'm definitely not standing over there. Now imagine if I kept it quiet and let them play the age card on me and all that, right? And look what we at right now in the middle of a damn pandemic. Right, I didn't disrespect that man. I simply said, I don't believe it because there's no scientific evidence that one vaccines even remotely uh, cause uh, um, some type of daggone um, asthma. You made it up. Now I could have been me and said, you made that up, sir. I didn't do them like that. I just simply said, I don't believe you. Wait, what's the last one? That was the last one. That was that Claims one? that are Yeah, that, that was number seven. That was the last one. What was, what was number five? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Number five was claimed that, that counters established scientific fact. And then I said, well, you, oh. and I said, absence, yeah. number six was absence of adequate peer review. And number seven was the claims that are repeated despite being refuted. Yeah, so we just put two good websites in there for y'all, man. So if y'all ain't got nothing else to say, we can close that out. I know you gone, Doc. I ain't gonna call you. Where you at, Naya? You might um, I'm right here. Thank you guys for listening. And I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It was really fun chopping it up and um, just the entire piano. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Juju, where you at? Right here. Thank you for having me. Thanks to the panel. Thanks to the chat. Always lots to look, a lot um, of information to learn. Um, always excited for this endeavor that we are pushing out scientific information. Um, science creates solutions. Solutions is the way that we're going to evolve and create agency for ourselves. So, yeah. Thank you. Juju. Okay, you man, her, her phone pseudo, man. Juju. <laughs> Can you hear me? I hear you. Do you burn sage? Yes, and and, and thanks, Paolo. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's always everyone. It's always. <laughs> nah, nah, I already know how you get down, yo. Um, you already know. <laughs> you, already know. Good. you get a pass. Everybody can't get a pass like you. Thank you, Uncle. Yeah, you sound too bitter. I can't. You just doing that shit because you feel like doing it. Exactly. Yep. It's like, you know, it's you know, it, it's fun. Like I do yep. things for fun. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't hurt nobody. Yep. Let me give let me say this real fast. Like what I did in my household was I gave my kids scientific scientific literacy first before I start teaching them about a God and religion. So you know, in my household, they got a choice. They can pick whatever religion they want. But I gave them the foundation of scientific literacy. See, I don't even mind you having a religion if you if you had if you're grounded in scientific, you know, scientific literacy. See, that's the key right there. CK. Mm-hmm. Let me close out with what you got. Oh, my mistake. I thought somebody else was still on the panel. We skipped somebody. Oh, you wanna go last? Okay, Tiffany French. What? Yeah. What night? What you say? Yeah, no, I'm just saying that Tiffany didn't go yet. Yeah, I'm going on Tiffany French. Well, what's what's going on? What I'm saying, close out. I'm closing. Oh, um, yeah, I appreciate this uh, opportunity to actually um to interact and dialogue. Um, you know, this was great mm-hmm. um, so far, and I, I I like the topics that you brought up. I, I think that those topics are very um necessary to have 
And I like the fact that uh, the sisters got a chance to actually dialogue with each other, you know, without any debate and without any confrontation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm glad that we were able to have a conversation and be able to uh, have our views and, you know, go on by in a peaceful manner. Y'all got one thing in common. All y'all can argue with me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you like to argue. You, oh, you yeah, you do. You you yeah, like to argue. You <laughs> you, uh, you Yeah, you do. You like to argue. No, I was not Even when you're trying to get a point across, you just like to argue. I'm just trying to keep y'all straight so y'all won't float away with the incense and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with the incense. I as a matter of fact, I was burning some. Right. Uh, yeah, y'all yeah, burning all that shit, sage and shit, and y'all trying to burn that mother down. When I first came, y'all, they all had a little mm-hmm. specter, a little twinge of pseudoisms. Like now, nah, yeah, she can she can keep you woke on, on the money. <laughs> <laughs> money ain't real. I can tell you why. Hey, do not get nice started on that topic, y'all. She just funny. <laughs> she's ain't no expert. money in the reserves. You're an expert. <laughs> How the hell do you remember all that? Pseudo as hell. Oh, pseudo as hell. Damn. One day I'm gonna rock out, yo. It'll take a three-hour show. She won't even take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> I probably I start throwing my money away after I heard. Now I say, man, I don't need this money. <laughs> <laughs> you see, they got them digital dollars now, though. You see them. Oh. Told you. Damn. All right, um, let me see, got you. Hey, where you at, doctor? Oh, yeah, you gone? No, no, she's dead. What time is it? She might be asleep. No, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, but I am. Oh, shit, my bad. She made it. Yeah, I made it to say my goodbyes, but I, I definitely feel like this was a dynamite discussion. Um, if you didn't catch uh, the conversation live, you know, make sure you go back into the archives and, and, you know, and watch it, watch the full conversation. It was a lot of good information disseminated tonight. Thank you so much for having this conversation, uh, Brother Anka Kett. And ladies, thank you so much for engaging. Peace and love, everyone. Hey, hey Sister Tiffany, where can we find you at? Where you be rocking at? Where can we find you at? What platform you rock on? Oh. What platform you rock on? Where can we catch you at? I mean, you already know, so <laughs> we ain't got to go there. We don't have to go there, Unc. You already know what I mean. Uh, but you can also catch me on Facebook, so on my own page, I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have to go there, you know. <laughs> but if you want to say, but yeah, you can catch me on Team Osiris. Okay. okay. I mean, it's no problem. You catch me on Team Osiris or you can catch me on my own page. Okay, yeah, I ain't the, the, the moratorium is off that. You could say it. <laughs> the who? The moratorium. Never mind. I don't know what you mean by that. What it mean? Come on, what it mean, Juju? You something has a moratorium on it. Am I misusing the term? What am I doing here? Is this psycho babble? Is that expiration date? <laughs> oh, oh. Nah, what's the moratorium? What's that? Um, the context is all, but we all get it. No need to talk. All right, put the context on it. The- oh, you said memoriatorium? <laughs> no, moratorium. No, you messed me up. I ain't say that. What'd I say, Naya? Um, you got it. I think it works. I think it works. Right. 
Yeah, you know same. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> uh, you got jokes, but that's okay. <laughs> Thank you for coming, Tiffany. We appreciate you, sis. Welcome back. It's been a long time since we laughed and played a lot, and the names have all changed since they've been around. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. See, you showing your age right now. How are you, girl? Ain't nobody oh. saying you. You're still stepping in a minute. Welcome back, Team Osiris. Boy, welcome back. Boy, y'all got to go look at, uh, what, what was that song? It was Wish We Coming, right? Um, damn, I can't think of anything. Welcome back, Kyle. Y'all go listen to that song, yo, and just put Timo Cyber's name of that, yo. Shit funny, yo. <laughs> Moratorium. That's it. Moratorium. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a temporary <laughs> prohibition of any activity. They say to do what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I got that uh, shit right. You got it right. <laughs> I got it right. Tiffany messed up this. I said it right, and Tiffany messed oh, up. Oh, I thought you were saying memorial. I'm sorry. I didn't. Ah, you I'm made sorry. me forget the wording. That's how bad you killed me with that. That was a good one right there. That was a, a D jammer. You jammed me because I'm like, huh, what? I ain't say that. You got me. All right, yeah, we had fun tonight, man. I appreciate everybody coming through, man. I, I just definitely wanted um, some of the smartest women that I know um, uh, to kind of participate in the conversation. I appreciate that. I don't think you get enough credit, uh, Sister Tiffany, uh, for where you came from in them days of being on the Black Atheist show, taking blows, and then being where you at now. I think that's a, um, I, I just think that's just a great thing to see you grow from your development, sis. Um, oh yeah, you know, in life, that's 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 what it's all about: growing and developing. I mean, you live to learn. You know what I'm saying? And you learn to live. So, where would I be without knowledge? Yeah, where would you be? You'd be a Hebrew running around after Yashiro. That's what you'd be at. <laughs> I mean, you can be any religion. You still can, you know, be knowledgeable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you facts. You what you want to be. That's facts. That's facts. Uh -huh. All right. So, yeah, we're going to be on here tomorrow, man. Make sure y'all how's that. How at the serial killers, man. Um, we'll have a tight show for y'all, man. This show is excellent, man. I appreciate spending the time with the sisterhood, man. Uh, you know, like we said right here, man, let them sisters' voices be heard, man. They're intelligent, man. They're straightforward, man. Stop trying to bully the women, man. Uh, they're just as smart as us, man. We can learn something from each other, man. Let's keep that relationship tight and keep it going, man. And if you got a group of something and, and you probably need to bring some sisters in, man, work that out, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so we're looking forward to the sisterhood, fighting strong, making it good. What do you say, CK? I said they better not be bullying monsters when I'm around because I'll put the jugular on you real quick. Ooh, wait, well, I know how you get I'm down. Friendly, I'm chill. I joke around way too flipping much. <laughs> but I go, I switch up real quick. Real quick. Get to asking you questions. Ain't nobody ever think to ask you. Talking oh. about people talking about something. Oh, I don't support the white man, but be wearing glasses. Like, where, where do you get them glasses from, son? Oh, that was so I petty. I found out that you have to wear glasses. <laughs> where, where, where you do that at? Too bad. I'll go for you funny. real quick. <laughs> but seriously, yeah, on, um, yeah, on a serious note, it was awesome being on the panel with everybody tonight. We don't do this too often when we have too many, um, you know, a gang of females where we can all, you know, get together 
and kick it, you know, keep it 100, you know, and show the men that, yo, like, we not like y'all. We ain't going to sit up here, be beefing and fighting all day and arguing and right. pushing each other out. You know what I mean? Right, that's, that's what they want us to do. That's what they expect us to do, but that's not really how we are. You that's dead. I mean? You so know, it's no, it, it serves no purpose. It, ha- it has no purpose. So, you know, that it makes I mean, no sense. Joking it's around. That's another thing. That's another thing. Because, you know, people will be joking around sometimes. But, nah, man, this was nice. I, I appreciate everybody for coming on the panel. Everybody, yeah, you know, throwing their opinion out there, saying how they felt about things, bringing a different perspective to uh, situations. Thank you for Brother Unk for allowing us to come on the panel. Um, hopefully we do this again soon. Thank you for those of y'all that are in the chat. Peace to y'all. Thank y'all for liking the uh, show, you know, and sharing the show, subscribing. Definitely uh, subscribe to The Real Black Atheist. Definitely subscribe to The Pseudo Killers. Definitely subscribe to New Black Knowledge. You know, and like I said, Unc said he's going to be live tomorrow on the Pseudo Killers, not on the Real Black Atheist. So make sure, you know, y'all subscribe up and we'll see y'all around and about. Hey, man, don't forget to check out Abduware. Yeah, check out Abduware, man. Stop believing in God, man, and trust in science, man. The world's a better place when science was introduced, man. Understand that, yo. Hey, man, don't forget, man. Y'all be safe out here on these Corona streets, man. The virus controls the streets right now. Recognize that, man. We still learn. But humanity will fight back. Look, we out here, man. Like African power, man. All right, peace. Peace out.